Chris, I think the time has come for me to come to you with open hands. Oh, boy. And ask for education. Education. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is every boost a Yeezy, but not every Yeezy is a boost? (laughs) How does that work? So, these, for example, (laughs) these are Yeezy boost. Uh Uh-huh. The white stuff is a boost. Uh, But not every Yeezy is a boost shoe. Okay. Yes, because some of them look like Crocs. <laughs> well, they have a new one that's the Foam Runner, I believe, that it legit is like a slip-on <laughs> casual shoe. Yeah, it's like a slip-on casual shoe. So, Bobby, what are you looking at? So I'm just curious. I've been doing an awful lot of, of clothes shopping recently because it just time is time has come. It's, it's interesting on, on, on multiple levels, really. So, like, I think I've mentioned this on here before, but, like, my kids are all pretty much independent, um, they're still kids and still are a train wreck in their own in their own right. But like, they're not constantly spilling orange juice all over me, wiping their boogers all over me. I don't get the random shit on my hands and from cleaning diapers. I'm gonna hope that hasn't happened for a couple of years. Exactly, now. exactly. So like, the time has come for me to kind of put a little bit more pride and energy into taking care of myself, both hygienically and and. And clothes, and an, uh, you know, appearance, mm-hmm. and just getting a putting a giving a little bit back to myself. Understandable. Um, so ever since I found out that my foot will fit fine in a twelve, mm-hmm. um, I just—it's very frustrating that you wore the same shoes because you didn't realize you could go up sizes. That you were—you're not locked into that eleven and a half, Bobby. Yeah, they'll let you buy a bigger <laughs> shoe. It isn't yeah. like they check your card. But at the I, door. I think in my head, I'm like. Nah, there's no way I'm a 12. I've been 11 and a half since high school. Like, I'm just, you know, in my head, it's just, like, in my head, I'm I'm, I'm 5'11". I'm never going to be 6 foot. I'm never going to be 5'10". I'm, like, you know. Wait 10 years, you'll be 5'10". Right, right, right. But, right. but uh, y'all give you an example of that. When I was in my early 30s, I, I'd worn a 13 since I was, like, 16 years old. Right. All of a sudden, I'm fucking foot grew in size. I had probably 100 pairs of sneakers that I sold. Some say his foot grew three sizes that day. It might have. So just to show you here, this is StockX. This is a whole other world you probably haven't delved into yet. But mm-hmm. uh, Now, let me ask you a question about StockX. Okay. Get there. I love it. Here, Thank you for coming we're, to the we're learning tree. A, we're having a sneakers conversation this morning, okay? Um, there are these shoe distributors uh-huh. that don't have the shoes. And what do when you mean you, by distributor? Uh, retailers. Okay. And you, they basically say that they have these shoes, but what they really mean is that they have access to these shoes, uh-huh. and you buy it from them, then they buy it from this other place, and then they get it to you. It's a thing I've learned about, because I got a, a pair, and they basically are, they outsource. So the, I'm so, not sure what you're talking, and I'm very well versed in this world, so, but I, I'm confused in the way you're explaining this. I think so. You can name the names of these places. I'm, I'm trying to. to I, I can't even remember the name. It's like far fetched, but I want to say, but it's not far fetched. Um, but let's say, okay, I have I I retail Kotobukiya Bishojo. Okay, and Dante, who's here today, thank you for joining us, Dante. You did a real solid for us coming in. Appreciate you. Dante orders a poison ivy. Okay. I have the poison ivy right there. Mm-hmm. So I just send it to him. Right. Boom and done. You order a uh, a, a rogue. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Right. So I yep. don't have the rogue, mm-hmm. but I have it on my website mm-hmm. because I have access to this other guy. 
that I can buy it from, get the rogue either to me or get the rogue to send from him to you. To, it's your drop shipping. That's what that's called. Okay. Your drop shipper. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that I've seen out there. Um, okay. Let me ask you a question about Store X. Is that StockX? StockX. StockX, <laughs> pardon me. Um, do are they do they have it in stock? StockX doesn't have anything. Okay. All Let right. me explain. Please do. Um Bobby, you've got a pair of uh, you. have got a pair of. Uh, let me put it into a, 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 a something you might understand. Um, you've got a brand new sealed in box episode seven, Luke Skywalker, uh-huh. the most popular figure in the entire line <laughs> by far. Um, on StockX, the way it works is you can list that for a price. Uh-huh. So let's say you want. Four hundred dollars for that. Uh-huh. You can go on here, on here, and and you can't do it with hot toys. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to explain it in right. a way that makes sense. You can go on there and list it, much like you would on eBay. Mm-hmm. You, but how you want to put four hundred bucks? The other side of it, though, let's say Dante wants that figure, but he's only willing to pay three hundred and ninety dollars. He can put in um, and ask for it at three ninety. Now, you when you go on to sell yours, well, I want four hundred. Well, this guy will give me three ninety right now. Right. You click the button, and they take his money. Oh, so you have access to what other people... You have access to both the sellers, and the sellers have access to the buyers, in a way. Is that what in you're a saying? way. But yeah. hang on. So now, your figure, you ship it to StockX. Oh, okay. You don't ship it to Dante. And this is where it, I'm going to transition to it's a pair of sneakers, uh-huh. <laughs> because you couldn't do this with a sealed toy. Right. They inspect them, make sure they're legit, make sure they're brand new. Uh-huh. They put their little a hang tag on it uh-huh. and once that's done you get paid uh-huh. and they ship him the shoes okay all right i think maybe that is what i'm talking about but i'm not sure so yeah StockX is 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 a really interesting business platform uh-huh. uh the way it works and authentic authentication is very important in the sneaker game because yes. there's there's really good they don't even call them fakes anymore they call them uh repros or something there's, uh, a, there's another name for it but um it's literally ah let's run this line for 10 more than they wanted yeah uh, 20 more than they wanted um so you got to be careful with that so i've i've been uh i've been dipping my toe back into the well a mm-hmm. bit. um and another thing that i've already learned the hard way is if something is like kind of a, a retail shoe obviously there's stuff that's harder to get more exclusive yep. blah blah blah, blah. Yep. but if something is like a kind of a general retail shoe it's called a gr what's that mean general, general release okay mm-hmm. you still have to act act fairly quickly i feel absolutely like. every single thing man so i i had these i saw the, these air max triple black air max caught my eye mm-hmm. and i hesitated for two weeks can't find them in my size now well you anyway. can they're going to be more expensive Right, I'm but saying for retail. Uh, I, I'm saying at a retail store. I can't yeah. find them. I went to like, uh, and I'll get that to my. But I went to like a couple different malls and checked oh, every boy. place, and no dice whatsoever. Well, I mean, you have you have. Uh, let me know what it is. I'll see what I can help you find. Yeah. Well, now I'm in the game. Now I did. Uh, I did come across a store in Arundel Mills mm-hmm. that has like obviously hard to get shoes. So that that is a consignment store, more than likely. So what those stores do is, you know. So I'll give you an example. This weekend there was a new Air Jordan One, the pollen. So it's a, a, a yellow. It's like a Wu Tang color. I saw it. Yeah, that's how. That's how I'm. I'm yeah. That's how I'm, I'm. Not to say that I'm on the cutting edge, but it it, it hit my radar. Now. Yeah. I mean, I 
it's going for for a hundred dollars over retail right now. So it was one hundred seventy. They're going for one two seventy right now. Um, so you know, if I ended up getting a couple pairs, I could take them to that guy, and right. he, he's not going to give me full. He he might give me twenty or thirty dollars more than retail, I, and it probably depends on what it is. Right. Like there was a Travis Scott drop this weekend. I saw that too with the light blue mm-hmm. on the yep, yep, yep. the cactus jacks, gone completely, gone. and it's all bots. It's all bots that get all these sneakers. Like yeah. that's a huge. Like I've dipped my toe into that end of it, and I can't wrap my head around. It is so fucking complicated. Yeah. So I've. Uh, that's the reason why nobody gets shoes. They said they, uh, Travis Scott's website. He actually, t- I think he tweeted out that they had like I don't remember hundreds of thousands of bot entries in their raffle. They had to weed through before they could announce the winners. Wow. So the, the anybody that ever complains about a, a toy drop or a toy release or not being able to find something. Fuck around with sneakers for two months and just the because you don't get it. You, there, there's you just don't. Yeah, it's I, so muddled. I've just, uh, but it's been interesting. It's been an interesting thing to kind of like look at and try to learn a little bit about and see the nuance. I'm and, I'm curious which Yeezys you have your eye on. Well, so I don't really necessarily have my eye on any the the, the shoes that I have my eye on that are kind of hard to get are the Jordan and I'm no specialist, so forgive mm-hmm. my ignorance. Fours, okay, the uh, the Oreo or the Concrete. They're like a black one. And see, yeah, I'm not a very loud sh- color person anyway, right? Like, I'm never going to get yellow shoes. I'm never, like, it's just, that's not, I, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much dark blue, black, gray, white. <laughs> Maybe so, I'll dip into a red or a green. Are sometime. those the ones you're talking about yeah. that just came out? Yeah. And you were a, a 12, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at three and a half for those right now. Yeah, on the yeah. So and they had those at that at that place at that consignment, and they were asking three fifty for yeah. them. Um, yeah, which I, I'm not right. And like I'll, I'll tell you, you know what I've noticed about myself is I like I like I like I like finer things. Like I'll also get busy with a box of Fruit Loops. Do you know what I mean? No doubt. But like. I tend, in the Burger King bathroom, though, <laughs> yes, yes, that may be worse than the other thing. But I do like, I do like kind of like luxury shit. Like, not, that doesn't mean I get it all the time. I drive a Honda Civic for Christ's sakes, um, bro. I carry a fucking Louis wallet. I mean, <laughs> yeah. why? Right, right. Because I fucking wanted one. Right. So like, <laughs> and I touch it every day, and I have shit that's twice as much as that that I don't ever touch. So I start. I say that to say this. I start one afternoon. I'm like, let me see. I got. I bought a couple pairs of shoes, right? And I was like, let me see what else is out there. What else is? Because I would like to have an all black. I'd like mm-hmm. to have an all white. I'd like to, have, you know, a couple different options. Um, so I started off, and there I am looking at Air Maxes and Air Force Ones and Dunks and your kind of normal shit. And Dunks are super popular now. They're impossible to get too. And then within a half hour, Dante, I'm looking at Balenciagas and off whites. Yeah, don't get those bone shoes. The ones you posted, don't do that. And those are Ramirez. See, yeah. those are those are that's that hits a couple different boxes for me. Really? Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to get it because I don't think. I mean, I can't afford it if I make. I mean, I think you should just get Travis Scott wings then if you do that, or the Travis Scott teddy bears. You seen those? They have a teddy bear sewn into the tongue. I haven't. They're not Travis Scott. Oh, it's Jer- Jeremy Scott, the designer. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's okay. Either. I'll tell you. Like, I mean. As I've gotten older, I still love sneakers, but like the thought of putting on an Air Jordan One like makes my feet cringe. Oh, because of- it's a box, <laughs> right? Right. Like, right. And I, I, I've get you a pair of Ultra Boosts, man. Just they're yeah. commonly available. Now, they're fucking there are comfortable. Boosts that are not Yeezys. Correct. Boost is in the 
Boost is a 3M technology that Adidas leases, uh-huh. technically. But and the, then Yeezy has a boost because available. Yeezy is an Adidas sneaker. Gotcha. Adidas makes it, yeah. So, gotcha. but not all Yeezys are boosts. Are boosts. And not all boosts. It's kind of like Yeezys. a power strip, yeah. right? Every rectangle is a square. There's some rule to it. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but like, if you just go to the like, Adidas website, or or you could probably just walk into a retail store and like the Ultra Boost Twenty One, it's fucking insanely comfortable sneaker. Yeah, and it's pretty. It's a pretty good looking shoe. Yeah. So I um. I don't know. I'm 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 in the game, but I'll tell you like that. Uh, when I when I when I just that I recognize that about myself when I start looking at shoes and they're like a hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and then in a half hour I'm looking at shoes that are a thousand dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, I'm like this is a this is a a Bobby issue. This is uh, something to to dive into a bit in, ter- Maybe. in terms of my psychology. Um, but you know what's funny is I didn't look for prices. Right. You know, I was like, I put in black shoe. And this one black shoe came up, and I was like, that's what I want. That right there. And then I click on it. Balenciaga available at Neiman Marcus for fucking $1,000. You know, I, I um speaking of Neiman Marcus, have you ever been there? I have. You know what's interesting about them? Tell me. They don't accept cash. That's not surprising. Well... I don't. I, I that's a, probably I, a new thing. I would imagine this was COVID. No, 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 oh, really? no, 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 no. I don't think like, I've ever bought like, anything. It's like 2004, 2005. Oh no, shit. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of like I don't. I was like I, I was like, is this legal? Like, can you have a store in America and not accept American currency? I, like, I, like I'm at like I, I mean, obviously, I guess you can because somebody uh, yeah. would have sued the shit out right. of me by and, now. But and, like, and but, I, but I'm like, what? Just like like they said, like a there's like some rule that like a a, a stamp, a stamp like a British stamp mm-hmm. is actual tender. So like you like you can't destroy a stamp because it's like you're destroying money. Like it has the same value. Hmm. So like, I'm kind of like, man, like how the fuck, how the fuck can you have business here and not accept the 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 currency, yeah. I mean, I, it's probably a, it's probably a, it probably a loss prevention issue. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I've never, <clears throat> I've been through there before. I don't think I've ever bought anything. That yeah. I, and if I did, honestly, I probably would have paid my fucking card and not even thought about it because I. Well, I mean, what are like the prices like there though? Are they? Oh, there. It's, it's like a Neiman Marcus is like a. If 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 retail box stores were a staircase. It's the step up from Nordstrom. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm just thinking, like, if, you know, the pricing is, like, super, super up there, it, it might make a little sense, you know. Hey, that is a good point. You know, if everything yeah. in there is $400. Yeah, yeah it's they pricey. It's yeah. pricey. Where are you going to put all that cash? Yeah. Yeah, it's pricey. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to put any, all that cash, have, Bob? They don't have room for it. We don't have room for all that cash. Yeah. End of the night will be a bitch. Well, that's right. Welcome back to Nerve Rage. It's episode three eleven or three twelve. One of those two for sure. It'll be in the description. One so of those is don't, a band. Don't, don't worry about it. That's true. I think three eleven was last week then because I think I missed an opportunity there. Um, Joe is on assignment. Uh, he is trying to decipher uh, the the if the Cybertronian writing on the Age of Extinction sword that Optimus carries is is uh, actually translates properly. So he'll wow. come back with that information. We'll get all that squared away. Uh, Dante was actually uh, scheduled to work today. He shifted his schedule around so that we wouldn't be down a man. Didn't so show up. 
We uh, <laughs> I just didn't show up. You're, you're a, you're that's a what, hero. That's you're what, a hero. That's what he means by I have a flexible schedule. Oh no, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to clock in in one minute. So they're about to find something out. <laughs> Listen, we can't pay you. We yes, that, right? yes, yes, yes. Don't let it cost what? you your job. Your your company is payment enough. Oh wow! There was someone. There was someone. Uh, I just I, I read on a um on a on a on a social media platform. There was someone a shot at a storage facility yesterday in the head, um at uh at Guilford Road and uh in Route One. That little storage in right behind yeah. the Burger King. Yep, I know, know what you're talking about. Yep, they uh well. and 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 uh f- they said in the in the in the in the the report on the thing that uh, stable condition. Hmm. Yeah. Net. Yeah. Stable condition. Dude, I was like, now is the time for the mixtape, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. If you've been on the fence, dude, call that shit the head nod and fucking mm. keep it moving. Uh, um, anyway, uh, thank you for coming as a guest. Mm-hmm. How was your nerd week? Or nerd quarter, nerd murder. How did you think about Suicide Squad? Talk about it. Yeah, all right. I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Um, things have been cool. Uh, I've been doing a lot of, again, we watched Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Actually, right after I left here. No shit. And got home. Because I, t- I told Sarah, you know, we're going to watch it Saturday night anyway. Uh-huh. So I called her on the way home. was like, all right, yeah, I'm in route. You know, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. I did you know, too. It, it's it's a good movie. She was like, "Really? Well, when you get home, we can we can watch it." And I'm thinking, like, I didn't realize the time. So right. I get home, it's like, oh shit! All right, yeah, let's go downstairs. So as soon as I got done watching it here, went right back home. Nice. Watched it again. Enjoyed it just as much. Mm-hmm. It, the 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 giant starfish. You know, that, that, but it's Starro. It's canon. It, it, like you got yeah, to see, it, like, like, like. Yes, it's goofy. Yes. But Suicide Squad is goofy, so yes. maybe that's the perfect choice for it. But like, so yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I saw Starro in live action, <laughs> mm-hmm. like something I never thought I would see. <laughs> now, now you've seen these reports come out recently. They say that the the villain originally was supposed to be Superman. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. No. So I'm not. Yeah, gonna, you know what? I did read. I did. I did read. I'm something. not gonna lie to you. That sounds like a better movie to me. Um, yeah. But I understand all of the complications surrounding oh gosh, it, and, yeah. and I think in regards to that, and they, who wins they, that fight? They did a good job. I mean, I well, yeah. So there's even talk now of like supposedly rumor, 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 rumor that Henry Cavill and Idris Elba are both interested in telling the story of how Elba. Idris Elba got locked up. Hmm, that could be great. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I watch Idris Elba like I don't know, organize his sock drawer. That dude's just so talented. You know, okay. taking it He's back good. to the block. I mean, dude. I mean, that, that's where he won me over. Uh, like Stringer Bell was. Uh, well, I think my my introduction to him really, and I was like, this guy's the way that he carried that character. I know that. Like, I had no, I, I never in my mind doubted that that's who he was. Yeah, like I never yeah. in a minute said that yeah. dude's British. I know <laughs> that old school hustler mentality, dude. That like doesn't say much, mm-hmm. and you can just tell that he's about every aspect of his business, whatever mm-hmm. that business may be. Um, you I was know. like that before I started podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> just calm, cool, collected. Like I know that guy. I'm never that guy because I'm not calm, uh, and I'm not collected at all. I want. I'm screaming, ranting, raving, yelling, running around. You know what I mean? Talking you're, shit. You're you're the reason why there needs to be a stringer bell in the <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. You're the the yin to the yang <laughs> yeah. there. Um. But yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm here, like, and and don't get me wrong, 
not to talk about Suicide Squad again for for a million hours, but like I know that I enjoyed it more than I think the le- the quality of caliber of film that it is. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's kind of what that movie should be. You shouldn't walk away from it feeling the same way as you felt during Man of Steel. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like the first Suicide Squad mm-hmm. almost, it felt like it took itself a little too serious. Yeah. But then yeah. tried to, you know, get back to being silly. See, I think that that, and I think that that was the editor change when they brought in yeah. those trailer people. Mm-hmm. Um, tra- yeah. Trailer people. Hey, um, <laughs> are they, are they, trailers. House, house trailers? Yeah, yeah house trailers. exactly. That's what I was imagining in my head, just wheelless boxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when they brought them in to recut it, uh, I think that an awful lot changed about that movie, and and to this day, I mean, I I, I imagine that whatever was originally planned was probably a better film. Um, yeah. I mean, just about anything they could have done would have been probably a better film. I, I yeah, Chris likes like, it. Chris enjoyed. Well, that I enjoyed I enjoy it, but uh, over the years, I've come to the conclusion that the the, the end of the film should have been them rescuing Waller. And yeah, like that's before it. that, like the first forty five minutes of that film. I enjoyed thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Then once they started getting into all the Enchantress stuff and the the zombie people or whatever the fuck yeah, they the were, bubble, yeah, the bubble faces, yeah, it, it, that that visual is very stressful for me. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> look at that shit. But so you like, but you like the starfish people? No, that shit fucked with me. You don't too. like it either. You don't. You don't like a uh, uh, par- parasitic uh, face covering. I cannot take it. And when I was watching it with Sarah, I was she like, watched a lot of horror movies, though, man. Yeah, but you know, I, I time it just right. Okay. So okay, it, you know that shit stresses me out. I look at him like now, and Sarah, she even she, I looked away. She was like. Okay, you can look now. I was like, thank you. So, so one thing that I find one she covers your eyes. One thing I find interesting about, I guess, Warner Media Group is that movie Suicide Squad was, I mean, probably the most violent, gory, quote unquote, mainstream comic yeah. book movie ever. Yeah, that same company won't let a company like Mafex put a fucking gun Pistol. with a Joker yeah. figure. Now it doesn't make any sense to me. I am torn on 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 that, and, and okay. I'm, I'm, maybe you can clarify for me if you know. I initially heard that there was no guns. Period. Mm-hmm. Then I heard that there can be no guns used in promotional images. Okay. Do you know anything about the the so, nuance there? So there is there, and I think it's I think it's a, a living document as far as what they want. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I'll give you examples. Mezco showed uh, Constantine smoking a cigarette. Uh huh. And they took it away, and they kind of put out a tweet with a winky face, like, ha-ha, we'll make sure you get this. Right. Uh, they released the uh, pre-order for, and the other <laughs> side of that, they released a pre-order for the Gotham by Gaslight Batman, uh-huh. who comes with no weapons. But Mezco is selling a Victorian weapons pack on a different part of their website that is obviously the weapons right. that go to that figure. Well, then that sucks. I mean, it's cool that they're doing it, but it sucks that they're DC is taking it or Warner Brothers is taking it that far. Yeah, and then like, and then you know what I want to do? Okay, cool. Show me every artist signed to Warner Brothers, Mm -hmm. and then what rappers do you have that you're a okay with them talking about pistols and and killing other young black men that you can make money on? Exactly. You know, and like that's where the fucking bullshit with me comes in. Where it's like it's it's like it's you know, and I got to give credit to Joe for this. Uh, cause he said something one time that was kind of a, a, a life changing thing for me. 
Like uh, it ain't that shit about people with no faces. It, it was the f- people with no faces. God bit. damn it! <laughs> no, no. Um, it was it was that you know imposing. Your moral code, your moral compass mm-hmm. is one thing. Imposing morality becomes something different because nobody's perfect, and 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 the more you start tugging at it, the more the like the more oil you're throwing mm-hmm. on the sliding board, and the sure. slippery it all all becomes. So at first you're like, yeah, you know, no no gun sounds like a sounds like a I guess a, an idea that that has good intentions, but but no, but what about this? And how many movies is Warner Brothers producing that they like you said yeah. that they can kill a hundred motherfuckers? I mean, how many movies I mean, the, have the, they, the Matrix movie? Yeah. Think just about the Matrix trilogy. How many movies have they produced that glorify some character killing police? Yeah. You know, and like, that's also an issue going on in the world. And like, you're A-OK making money off of that. So like, I, I do think that it is, uh, that, that you know, imposing morality is a slippery slope. And I, and I owe that to Joe. So for Joe not being here, I'll give him a little bit of flowers. I will say this. I get the not putting guns with toys for children in 2021 mm-hmm. i totally get that but you need to be consistent with your message <laughs> yeah, exactly. don't don't have you know don't have gangster movies because yeah and gangster music well, gangster music some of those but that's the thing though with toys as well like, you know you go into any store now the collectible section it's still mm-hmm. in the toy section but you know what's for kids and what aren't for kids or even if you're selling it on your site you mm-hmm. know you know if it's a hundred dollar toy Sure, it's, it's not for kids. Sure, and you and you'd think that price point would play something into it. I mean, listen, Hot Toys put out a King Shark, and that motherfucker barely moves. It's yeah. like they limited our articula- He's got five points of articulation. So you, waist, and they, they, shoulders, and hands, and they've given it a new name. Have you seen that? No, it's like a line. It's called like the, like the, it's like the Hot Toys. It's not like it's like Hot Toys like. Uh, movable magic or some shit like it's on the oh branding. oh oh um yeah so so uh they did that for the Hulkbuster from uh uh Endgame okay it's because that's limited it's not a so fully movable thing. thing so they know what they're doing yeah and how deep are they gonna go with that line if they started with <clears throat> how, and how many king sharks are you gonna army build so, yeah so I'll tell you I was. I was tempted. I was. Go- I had every intention of getting that king shark, mm-hmm. but now that I know it's such a limited thing at that at that price point, I'm like, well, should I just buy the Iron Studios statue and put it Is on it, a shelf well, here where I can enjoy the character and the representation and looks beautiful and still doesn't move? Well, <laughs> you, you, know? you know what that made me think of is you know when I was uh, collecting the DC stuff and I had the Hot Toys oh, in, back in the good old days. Back I in love the good when old you talk days, about them. and then the. Uh, <laughs> DC Collectibles had released those those statues, uh-huh. so I'd gotten the yeah the one six yeah the, the croc yeah and the and the boomerang and I mean they 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 blended in pretty well yeah, all yeah, things considered yeah. I, I and don't... that was what I thought I'm like that would be why why even bother putting articulation on the poor guy I mean look what do you expect him to do right is it how that you, know, you there's no right. way they could fucking build it, unless they did the rubber suit thing right I said I said this last night in another room I want to. Actual, I want to get one of those and have somebody actually cover it in shark skin for me. <laughs> <laughs> See, luxury, that luxury, man, <laughs> luxury. Um, I forget where I was gonna go uh, anywhere off of that, but um, uh, but yeah, I uh, da, 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 da. and and let me. Oh, I just wanted uh, before we wrap up that before we put a pin in that, I just want to be clear. I want gangster music. Mm-hmm. I want movies where a Terminator can kill a hundred police officers. Yeah. I want. Uh, Batman to have a pistol if he has a pistol in the, in the material that it's coming from. I want Joker to have a pistol. I want him to have a, a knife and a crowbar, and I want all of these things. 
I just want the rest of the world to be able to fucking uh, also do it. I, I, I grew up on violent entertainment um, since before I can remember. I've never once tried to blow up a roadrunner. I want them to live all successful lives. I've, I've never painted onto a mountain, a black half circle, with the intention of fooling them that it might be a tunnel. I've never done any of these Maybe things. Maybe in a diorama. Though. Maybe on a diorama. And, and, um, and I watched Freddy Krueger, I watched Jason, but I, I think that like I had... Uh, I, I, I think that I was raised better. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to that. Yeah. You got common sense, though, too. Sometimes. <laughs> well, well, when it comes to like, yeah, again, yeah. you're watching a Roadrunner cartoon. Right. Right. Pretty sure you know right. that, you know, drawing a, a tunnel on a wall. Isn't even going to make them indigenous to my area. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's all it, what's up, what if that's all it took? Just to, <laughs> they just, all they of a sudden, they like pop up like, ding! <laughs> like, like, like the Streetheomimus in Jurassic Park. Hey, don't talk that way. <laughs> Phil's not here. I did that to fucking push Phil's little buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Streetheomimus. Dante, what else was in your in your your nerd news? Gallimimus actually is what it is. Let me correct that. For oh you. my so god, Gallimimus, which is similar to Streetheomimus. Continue. Um, Suicide Squad. I off the mats. Just one, uh, one year. Congrats, uh, man. Last episode last week so i never heard from you in regard to the episode with jr I mean, no so pressure on my end but i haven't gotten back to jr yeah no worries because that, no that's the thing i just didn't want you to think i stood you up because I'm, I'm, you know. <laughs> no, no 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 right now it's all it's You're all like i'm getting fired today and you couldn't fucking show up <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah just the one year for that and you know want to set that episode up also I, i'm always trying to be ahead because i get nervous yeah when i, I hear don't you. have stuff ready trust me i know so last year i did i just randomly was like i want to talk about hollow or uh, horror movies during october and i did just three episodes in the week mm-hmm. dropped them I was like okay cool go and i'm like wait wait a minute i got time so i've been kind of prepping looking at horror movie franchises right i think like i want to talk about this 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 and this and so i'm trying to prep that I tell you, if you ever want to do aliens, uh, I know a guy who I think you may have met once. AT aliens, at least once or twice at a, at a, a, a AT alien. If you know, if you want to do AT aliens, I know another guy. <laughs> well, but, I, but, I know a third guy on that one. Are you a big fan of, of that album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it's phenomenal. It's, it's ninety six. I remember it, uh, uh, that uh, that uh, if you don't move your feet, then we don't need to. We like that. Like that. Like that's one of my favorite yeah, verses of all too. time. Me too. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the greatest. Hey um, man, remember me from school? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you ever want to do a uh, Chucky O, who's been at a couple Halloween parties yeah, and yeah. stuff, he um he had the oh, yeah he because he was yeah. the Detroit coach that one time. Yep. Um, he is a subject matter expert. Uh, he has no problem talking. In fact, you're I talking hung- about the alien movies. Yes, I like xenomorphs and so forth. I love the first two. Let me rephrase it. Uh, same. And the prequels. Yeah. I really like the prequels. I like Prometheus. I haven't seen the other prequel. I like to it. this day. Uh, alien Covenant. Yeah, I haven't seen I it to have, this day. Have not seen. Uh, I mean, I just recently saw the first two after when <clears throat> uh, the Blu-ray here. Uh-huh. First. Yes. 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 Here. Congratulations did, again. Did you watch the? <laughs> I don't know if it's an extended cut or a director's cut of Aliens. I whatever I, don't think I have. It's I it's it's pretty HBO interesting. To me. They put there's there's a whole other story like storyline about her daughter in there that you don't hmm. yeah like they talk talk about that probably makes the Newt stuff strike. It home does. Bit, it, yeah. it definitely it's a, it's like they missed a, a beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. makes more sense if you know that 
she just found out that she's been you know in cryo for however many years and her daughter had just recently died or something along those lines this dude uh chucky o though he's when i say he has no problem talking let me give you an example i um i would talk to him sometimes and be like chucky o he's always got a new he's one of those guys always got a kind of like terrence like he's always got a new hobby, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And he and when he gets into the hobby, he buys all the accoutrements. So he buys all the accessories. I follow him on Facebook, and when I was on there frequently, uh-huh. I would always see he has a new post with. It's like, yeah, that's a new activity for C- you. Correct, <laughs> correct. So, um, I would say like one time he got into brewing, he was going to open his own uh, brewery, and I was like, Chucky O, I want to know everything that's going on with your brewery. I'm going to press start on this coffee pot maker <laughs> and you have until the last drop of coffee to tell me all the information about it but once that last drop has fallen Chucky O the conversation is over and he would do it I would also because he's like a, I love him don't get me wrong but he has a, a little bit of he you know like he's a doesn't have full on Asperger's but he got ass sliders he um oh my god <laughs> he, 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 he uh I would say Chucky O I want to know everything that's going on with your bicycling in 12 words or less. But he kind of enjoys the puzzle aspect of it because yeah. he's a simpleton in that regard. So, like, uh, you know, he, like, he, put it, he put it together. So, so you'll, it, would be, it would make for a great episode if you ever wanted to do it. Um, was it talk, yeah, I was uh, talking to Marilyn Phil mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I, I helped him. Jurassic Park series. <laughs> So, Marilyn Phil... You got to get up on this thing, baby. Man, I was up on it. I'll be deep during it next. Um, But, you know, I I helped Marilyn Phil pack up Mm -hmm. on Sunday when we were talking about uh, my plan. Because I know he enjoys Hellraiser. Uh I do not. Uh Because it's creepy? No, it's just... Just not your cup of tea? No. I think growing up, my mom, she watched a lot of slasher stuff, but Hellraiser just wasn't one of those things. Uh So... That's probably the only influence I ever got from my mom, uh, is the horror movie, the love for like horror movies. Yeah. She's a horrible human, so that kind of carries over. <laughs> That's the connection. She's like actually not really into horror movies. She just she is a horror movie. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. Um, and and Joe enjoys Hell Ra- Hellraiser. As yes, well. he does. Yes, he I does. I was like, you know what? I might just try to set it up where I have those who on and your mom. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be. <laughs> Great for everyone else, not for she and I. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and just let them talk. Just like, look, I'm just here. And I'm a bug on the wall. Talk about yeah. it because I don't fucking care. Yeah, that'd be cool. But uh, you know, that's been kind of going on heavy. Working on another show with a friend. Uh, called the Colompton Social Club. Okay. Because he wanted to call it Adios Pantalones, and that was hmm, no. Okay. Not at all. That makes no fucking sense. Goodbye, pants. Yes. And I was like, what? why? Dude, I never, I'll never get I knew this, uh, this Spanish dude, Julio, I was friends with back in the day. Like, you know, let me put it in perspective. Everybody knows a Julio. Late 90s, early 2000s, Puerto Rican dude. Um, and uh, cool, as, cool as a fan. And, uh, you know, um, this is like the Rock Aware era. And I go over to his house and his mom says, oh, Roberto. Pantalones is muy grande. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, uh, you're talking about um, your guy getting super involved in, in a new hobby. Yes, I want to play this for you guys. All um, right, I just Do you want the aux. Yeah, let me get the aux. 
Uh, oh, wait. Is it a Type C? Oh, see, my phone ain't got that trash. Uh, uh, we don't have a Type C, so I'll just hold it up. All right. So. Comment section. I'll oh, hang on. Wrong video. Right. They kept saying, yeah. I'm off to do a new hobby. Thanks to hyperfixation, all I can think about is the new hobby. I've done hours of research. I know everything about the hobby. I've spent way too much money on premium products for this hobby. And here we go. This is my life. Only this hobby. Wah! That's enough for that. It's off to find a new hobby. Hyperfixation is fun. My house is filled with half-done projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. It, it, he he apparently has bought a bunch of singing microphones and shit, and he says law. So I thought that related and it yeah. kind of pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, same. Yeah, having hobbies is a hobby. That's that's so, a fact. That, I mean, I look at my basement, and that's what my basement looks like. It's like, oh, here's a half-finished project. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll stay half. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, it's pretty much my nerd quarter has been working on off the mats, right? Working on Colompton Social Club. And what is Colompton Social Club? What so, is it exactly? Is a pod? Yeah, it, it's okay. just really it's just it's basically nerd rage, but uh-huh. with sports, All right. essentially, and beer. Okay, like we just talk about sports. Uh, he he brings a a set of beers every episode and we rate it we're not beer carnosaurs right at all yeah well you know what i think all that shit's bullshit yeah i, I, I know I think it is, all that shit's because it's, it's all it's so fucking silly man it's the same thing with wine the shit's fucking, I, I was about to say <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing like i drink out of a box because I, I, I know i buy you boxes of wine all the time it's delicious with a switchblade at the bottom and i cut it and then i just pour it over my head or i attach it to my face like one of those horse feeders <laughs> and like um with a straw but but but, but the fact is is I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I like. Yes, it's cheap. It's easy on the pockets. But I also I've had. This is not a flex, preemptive. I've had four hundred dollar bottles of wine that I haven't as enjoyed as like much as as fucking you know. If if you do a taste test with people and they there's a ten dollar wine, a thirty dollar wine, and a hundred dollar wine, the thirty dollar one is normally the one people yeah, want yeah. that we'll say is the best. Yeah. So, um, it's the, subjective. Mm-hmm. So one silly. of the times we came over, I, I can't remember uh, what the event was, but. We're we were doing like not like a oh, wine yeah. testing, like we're, we're rating the wines. Yeah, I think not the cheapest. I, I one, remember. But yeah, the we did next that. That's a long time ago. One. Fuck yeah, I forgot all about that shit. Like, the second to the cheapest one was the most highly rated, and the most yeah. expensive one was the lowest rated. Yeah. So it's. it's I think a lot of it's crazy. newer. Like I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I go to somebody's house and like you want a beer, yeah, what kind of beer goes IPA? I'm gonna. I'm probably going to still take it because I said I'd take it and I'll sip on it during the night, but I don't like that taste. So yeah. he brings just, don't like just about every episode at least one IPA. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, he'll start talking about all this other nonsense. I'm like, he'll ask me, what's my score? I'm like, what's what's the alcohol content? Nine. All right. That's going to guarantee a six at least. All right. Take another sip. Eh, I'm gonna give it a six four. Yeah. Do you yeah. taste the citrus notes? Back, so yeah, the back of your throat. Shit like that. It was like you, like you know. There's a hint of grapefruit. I think he's looking at notes beforehand, and then he takes a sip and then does that. There's a hint of grapefruit. And like, look, I, I understand the culture and I appreciate it and all. But anytime I've ever had one, I feel like I just tongue kissed a sunflower. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but you know, then we also. <laughs> I've never done that, Bobby. <laughs> we also brought in like you know what I call party beers. Uh huh. You know, like. uh Ice house, shit like that. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the cheap ones. Oh, you know, headache beer. <laughs> oh, God. Like, we'll, we'll drink those. But ice like, is my, like, our go, like, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll drink those and we're like, okay. Like, 
if, if we're playing a game of taste, like, like, cause I always tell everyone, I don't drink shit for taste. I, I, I'm doing this for function. Right, right, right. Like, you tell people me. are like drinking like <laughs> bourbon. They're like, oh, like you know, this is a blah blah blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Are you trying to get fucked up or not? No, <laughs> I, I'll I, be honest with you. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy bourbon and whiskey, and I enjoy it. You know, not necessarily doing that, but like. Enjoying the so, complexity of it. Uh. So there are. I have a couple bottles. Well, I have a bottle now because you know, fucking trashed and got <laughs> got lit up one night. But fair, you know, fair. I, I have a, a a bottle of something my buddy brought me. Mm-hmm. I remember like he brought it over for my birthday a few years back. And um, what was that? I think I mixed it with some Coke. He's like, no, no, it's not meant to be mixed with Coca Cola. It was like it is for me because I'm not here for the taste of it. Yeah. I'm here to get fucked up. Yeah, the only thing I ever mixed was Crown. I did Crown and Cokes. Like that was a common. Thing. I love Jameson. <clears throat> like so, every flavor they make. Eventually, you know, I'm sitting around one night. I'm like, look, let's just you know pour a glass. You know, it was like, oh, this is smooth. Mm-hmm. So I get it. You know, on some aspects, but in reality, I'm just there to get fucked up. Right. I'm not there to tell you what it tastes like. I'm not there to tell you how smooth it is. I'm just there to get fucked up because yeah. I have a drinking problem. It, it, and it, I, it, I embrace it. It reminds me of. Um, uh, and w- this is where we're going to uh, – I'm making a time marker just to put in the, the helpline information right here. Okay. And um, I, I, I have this uh, this shit with, with uh, Jim Jeffries spit on it <clears throat> where he was like uh, – he's like, I fucking hate people to say I don't drink it. I don't like the taste. Nobody likes it. We don't drink for the taste. We drink because we fucking have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's too. Yeah, it also reminds me of my other like favorite like liquor bit was um, Dennis Leary had one where he was like because he would always come out on stage with a cigarette and a beer, mm-hmm. and he was like he was like I want to quit you, and he's like looking to the cigarette, and he was like then he looked at the beer, and he's like but you're nothing without him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that about wraps. So it's a podcast mainly about sports and you guys do a little beer stuff as well. Yeah, it's like you know we jump into sports, you know, like we'll open up like. You know, almost kind of similar, like, you know, we'll have, like, if a big UFC event happened, uh-huh. we'll talk about that. Uh-huh. You know, NFL is coming up. So, the right. last few weeks, we've been talking about, um, you know, the NFC North in the AFC North. Uh, you know, yeah, we NFC do kind of a breakdown there. Yeah, the North know. fighting uh, coalition <laughs> like in North the, versus the South, action you know. football um, But, you know, we'll, we'll do stuff like that. And then, um, you know, if we watch the movie or something. Um, you know, oh, so like, it's just random, really? Yeah, it, it okay. is very random. The, you know, the base is, you know, kind of sports. But, gotcha. you know me, I don't have and an attention span. Right? So, I would like. So, Colompton. Club? Colom- uh, social Club. Colompton Social Club and uh, Off the Mats, both available on streaming networks and... Uh, Everywhere you can find a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Dude, speaking of that accent, what do you think about these people fucking falling off planes in Afghanistan? Hmm. Uh, it's a mess, man. I it's mean, fu- oh, Look, all right. You sure you want to do this? <laughs> I don't think we I think... I think you should run this back about thirty seconds and let's not talk about this. Look, I'm, I'm gonna say this one thing just because, like, like, look, I'm gonna say this first. I'll, I'll, I'll bumper it. The way I deal with horrific things is I have to make light of them. Understandable. Okay. So the people were hanging on to the plane, and the planes was taking off. One person, like, you can see him drop in the distance. Like, have you seen this? Like, yeah. like he made it. He made it. He made it too far. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and um. So like like I started talking to my buddy about it yesterday. He's got a super Charlie, you know Charlie. He's got a super fucked up sense of humor, and we were talking about it. And um, he was like, he was like, dude, what if one like made it 
all the way like to like America. And I was like, he's just on the side, like, are we there yet? <laughs> Much further. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's such it's so like, look, that's my joking bit of it, right? But. What's interesting to me about it kind of like just in, in a scientific way, like a human nature, is like that level of desperation, that's the same level of desperation that made people say, you know what, I'm going to jump out of this fucking World Trade Center and just try my luck and see mm-hmm. if I can, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's this is better than that. Yeah. Um, and that's And that's all I want to say about it. It's fucked up. It was always going to be fucked up. My personal opinion is we should have probably never been there. I feel terrible for everybody that had to fight and lose anything, whether it be their life, their soul, their body parts, their sense of safety and security or trust. And I, I, their I mental feel, health. I, yeah, their mental health. I feel bad for all of it. Um, I know guys that have come back and aren't 100% right mm-hmm. and, and have become disenfranchised with the entire country yeah. as a result. So, like, um, you know, thoughts or prayers to, to, to the whole situation. I, I'll just say this. But are we there yet? I, I will just say this. People in that part of the world have been fighting each other for 2,000 years. We're there for 20 years. If we stay there for a year, for 20 years, or 100 years, the day we left... is going to be the same. Not necessarily. The, the day the, the whoever, the, the foreigners that were in their country leave, this is just what's going to happen. Well, yeah. I, watched, I watched this documentary on Afghanistan. I've talked about it here before. It was like a two-part documentary, I think maybe on Netflix. Um, and surprisingly, it was quite good. But it was... Uh, it, this guy was basically going through the, the history of... I mean, every world power has pretty much tried to take it. Mm-hmm. The Brits tried to take it and couldn't. Russia tried to take it and couldn't. And we didn't try to take nah, it. Russia but- was there for a long time, <clears throat> though. So were the Brits. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, like they, but they couldn't, they couldn't defeat them. And they interviewed this guy, because um, the Afghani people, and I'll give, like here's some flowers, they'd r- rather live in the tread of a tank without foreign influence than live in a mansion with foreign foreign influence. Mm-hmm. Like they will sacrifice it all just to remain Afghani. And I mean, that's that's having the courage of your convictions for sure. So I respect that. They interviewed this Russian general who's like the Storm and Norman of of Russia. Like okay. Super highly respected, et cetera, et cetera. And they asked him, like, you know, what do you think about America's involvement there now? And he was like, look, I'm saying this not as a Russian soldier to an American soldier. I'm saying this not as a person who is part of a military that has a very long and complicated history with the United States. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this from one soldier to another soldier. Drop everything and leave now. Yeah. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, God. So I I got... I, I got my 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 tinfoil hat out a little bit, mm. cocked it to the side, <laughs> and I my question was okay. We've been there twenty years. Yep. Where are the people that they've been training for twenty years? Yeah, they folded, and, and here they are. Here's here's the problem: <clears throat> their government is corrupt. They have commanders for these these military units. Um, and Bobby's um, I'm the commander. Bobby's one of my guys. Bobby runs off. I don't tell anybody. I just keep Bobby's paycheck. Dante, we leave him in a ditch somewhere. I don't tell anybody he's gone. I just collect his paycheck. Yeah. I mean, it's, the system's broken. I don't think anybody can fix it. It It's heartbreaking that so many Americans were affected by yep, 100%. the events there. <clears throat> and Afghanis. Like, it's, it's right. It, well, you're right. You're right. You know, yeah. It sucks. And there's, like, I, I was saying, there's a kid right now 
in Afghanistan watching all of this and he feels a way. Mm-hmm. And in 20 years, mm-hmm. he's going to try to fly a plane into a building. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something that, you know, Sarah and I always talk about. It's like we're doing more harm, you know, than, than yeah. helping over there. There's being there. There's like the next, you know, attacker. You, you are a fluid collector. And that's what works for you. Jars everywhere. Jars. It's like the aliens with signs could show up at any moment. It's not. I'm, I don't say bars. I say <laughs> jars. Um, that's what works for you. Mm-hmm. And you could come to me and try to sell me on the idea of being a fluid collector. And I could be like, man, I don't know if it's me. You could come to me and take all of my collection away and be like, no, 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 deal with it. But if I don't want to be a fluid collector, you can't force me to be one. And there's something that America, I think, could learn from that. So I'll, I'll give you... Uh, Even though you think it's what's best. Right. So I'll skip ahead a little bit to my Nerd Week. Um, I got to thinking a lot, Bobby, when you were talking about watching shit that's good instead of just watching shit because you feel like you have to. Uh-huh. My wife had never seen The Boys. Mm-hmm. And you had talked about it. I'm like, you know what? That deserves another go around. And she's absolutely fucking loving it. Yeah. I think we're... Six episodes into the first season, we just, you know, watching a couple here and there. But the scene when, you, you've seen it, right, Dante? Yeah. When, when Starlight's at the glad hands Christian thing yep. and they're doing the circle and the girl's like, my friend's Hindu, how do I? And then the, the you know, the pastor's like, well, you got to show her this, that, and the other. I'm like, no. Yeah. You don't. That's yeah, exactly. That aggressiveness is what's turned a lot of people off to just religion in general. There's nothing you can do. You like all you can do. It's just like having kids. Like if you have kids, you know. If they've never had eggplant, mm-hmm. actually, emojis aside, let's just move off of that. If they've never had a dragon, dragon fruit, <laughs> um, and you put and you and you put dragon fruit on the on their plate, and you say you're going to eat that dragon fruit, they're going to approach that. And if you have kids, you know. They are going to approach that and feel differently about that than if you have the dragon fruit in a bowl in the center of the table and they say, what's that? You say, it's dragon fruit. It's pretty good if you want to try it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just you get a different reaction. When I used to, when I used to teach, mm-hmm. that's how we approached uh, lunchtime. We did it family style. So, you know, serving bowl and, you know, you <clears throat> with the vegetables, I think there are three vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we let them know, like, look, we want everybody to try at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But we let you have the choice, choice of which one you want to try. Yeah. And, you know, most of them, you know, end up, you know, choosing, well, they're all little kids, so they copy each other. So they all choose <laughs> right, right, right. carrots or some shit. And they're yeah. like, oh, I like this. But, you know, it's, it's given the choice. And, and really, it's given a controlled choice in yeah. that matter. But ultimately, we all want to have a choice. Yeah. Nobody wants... In position, yeah, you know, nobody. I mean, um, Americans didn't. We don't. We, we didn't even want to wear masks. You know what I mean? Like because we felt like it was an imp- like you're imposing. You know. So imagine how people feel like. Oh, I want you to change your whole fucking way of life. That should be a heavy indicator, though. You know, when we deal with any country, yeah. And you think about here. It's like, would you like it if someone came here and told us we have to live this way? We don't yeah. like it when we tell when we're told we have to wear a mask or you know 
Or, or, or tell anything. Your, yeah. It's like, it's our nature. Like, you don't fucking tell me. Yeah. You know, it, like, motherfucker, right. I, like, I... As a matter of fact, when, you know, don't once I we're pay, told... Don't I pay your mortgage? Once we're told that we have to do something, then it's like, you know what? And I'm going to do the exact opposite, even though I know doing <clears throat> that way is what's probably best. I'm right. going to go the opposite because, right. you know, that's what I'm told. Right. Uh, continue with your nerd week, Chris. You, you, you were concluded on... Yeah. Yep. Con- con- so, I... Having a hard time finding supplies for uh, what about demand? Demand seems to be high. <laughs> nice, but um, you know we use construction foam. Um, I normally use the pink stuff. It's just really not to be had. It's really like I went in. I went in a Home Depot ones, the ones I, I frequent, and they had nothing. Wow, they did have the fan fold, which I did need, and I got some of it. Oh, I I, I wish I would have known. I would ask you to pick me up and ask some about well, it. Next time I go that way, it's, Eldersburg has a ton of it. Um, but we ended up having to go to Lowe's and getting the green the green foam, which you feel a way about. It's yeah, I've kind of gotten over it a bit, but the the bad part about the green foam is it's more porous and it just yes. sucks up paint. Yes, it does. And my painter is not very happy when we <laughs> have to use green foam. Lead painter, my my lead painter, yeah. Um, <laughs> For for uh, for special projects, <clears throat> right. um, but I was at, I was at Lowe's. Other duties has assigned, as right? Well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, web mistress. Uh, is that okay to say? Web mistress. I like. She's it. Not the sounds good. Sounds good. She's a web mistress, and uh, you know, deals with all the Spotify, not Spotify, Shopify. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Why are those two so similar? So we're uh, we park. You know, the SUV there at Lowe's, and unfortunately, we have to cut this foam down the parking lot. We do too. Well. Which is, you know, me and Mason have a pretty decent process to, to get it cut down. Mine's a fucking, fucking circus. But yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, well, we know what size piece will go on the machine, so we, we just go ahead and cut it down to that size and right. stack it up. Smart. So I come out, and there is this machine on a trailer sitting next to my truck. And I took a picture of it because I said, my dad will know what this is. And I was like, is this, because part of it, like, that logo there is like, that's a hockey logo. That's what I thought, just the uh-huh. font for some reason. Uh-huh. It looks like, I think the old Washington Capitals font, is it why? That SCL there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm standing there cutting this foam, and here comes a, a guy and his 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 teenage kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm normally not the talk to everybody guy, but I'm like, okay, I I, 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 I got to know. What is right. it? And he said, it's a engineer's car for a railroad and looking at the wheels i'm like ah so this is like i guess when they needed to were checking the tracks or what not maybe it was an inspector's car i think okay you ride up and down check the tracks i'm like oh that's really neat are you guys going to ride right now he's like yeah we're going to going out to west virginia (laughs) this is the part that made me laugh yeah there's a big group of us from the internet that gets together there's be about 45 of these things there and we're going to do a 90 minute ride i'm like i I told mason we got in the car i'm like that's it. It's it's a community. Yeah. They've built, and I was like, you know what? I got to thinking about. It. My dad has a community for his metal shaping friends, and a community for his, you know, motorhome friends, and and his, and his mobile home friends. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's something different. <laughs> you know, I, I have um similar situation. I, I know a guy, and uh, I, I stumbled across his Instagram recently, and like, he's like holding all this glass, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like scrolling through, and it's sea glass. And mm-hmm. then you see pictures like him and this group of people are like meeting on these beaches and around the harbor and around the bay, and like looking through the sand and ocean, like like right the, the the crest of it. And 
finding sea glass and they can hmm. date it they can tell you like oh this is from this is probably from the same cruise ship that we have this from it crashed here and such oh, and wow. such and you know and like it's, but once again it's another community they're mm-hmm. you know they're tagging each other they're sharing each other shit like you know it's the same thing it's just interesting we're, but, really, we're really that way i think and, yeah and and i'm i'm sure i mean it's all tra- it's all everybody wants to be in a tribe you mm-hmm. know we're, we're tribal people by by our dna and i think having you know, a group, whether it's, you know, uh, the Realm of Collectors or the Bobby Skullface Patreon or the, um, you know, like your tribe where you go work out, you, you roll around, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are yeah, basically mobbed yeah. up, right? Yes, I, I like them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was like, okay, I see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for sure. I see my dad the picture. He's like, uh, yeah, your cousin Jim has a couple of those. Of course he does. He retired from the railroad. Um, so the boys really enjoying it. Really kind of, you know, I always always say when you watch things the second time, um, that you definitely catch you catch more. Like there's so much nuance in the Homelander character. Uh huh. You know the interaction with what's her name <clears throat> with the leaky- Mave. No, the one, oh, oh the, the the the, oh. the mom shoe Elizabeth shoe. Yeah. 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 Um, that whole thing is just thing. so fucking. It's so complex. Weird. It is very strange. Him, him staring at that fucking painting. Yeah, he's like, I know you're out there. And then that whole, I don't know. I mean, they've they've unpacked that a little bit, but um, it's good shit. It's really good shit. Um, I'll tell you when when he when Homelander kills her, I feel super satisfied. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just a villain. Wait, killing- when he kills Madeline. No, when he kills who? Yeah, the the uh, the Elizabeth. yeah yeah Elizabeth Shue. Uh, is that season two? I don't remember. No, it's the it's the, it's the finale of season oh, one. Well, you you oh, you respoiled me. <laughs> it's okay. But I like, didn't remember that. He he has a conversation with her prior where he's like, "No more lies," mm-hmm. and then she fucking lies to him, and he he fucking like bores her fucking skull yeah. out with his heat mm-hmm. vision. Oh yeah, okay. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I know he's a piece of shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yes, at that moment. And I don't know if it's some psychological shit with me and my mom or if it's just that I hate her character more yeah. or, or what. I mean, they all do a great job, you know. So, like, you, you hate her for all the right reasons, you know. But, yeah. Um, but Such yeah. a good show. Fuck good yeah, show. dude. Um, and it just, it's just well written. It is. And I, I <clears throat> it's, that's where I struggle with a lot of these. I don't, I don't think that any of these Marvel shows... Or these DC shows uh, have been like just because people be like, well, it's because he hates Marvel, and he and also Takara and Takara. If you take the A's out, it has as many A's as Marvel. And <laughs> but like, um, I if I don't think that any of them are as well done, concise, shot, written, and acted, it, to include the Marvel Netflix stuff as well as the boys. Yeah, it just it feels like a movie. It feels like I'm watching six movies. I think with that though too, because it, what the boys was it, it maybe Punisher season one yeah okay. maybe Punisher season one like with Marvel and DC in their properties you know they're attached to a bigger vehicle yeah so it's like we almost have to kind of be in this cookie cutter we have to do things this way whereas with the boys it's kind of like well let's just take the you know take the <clears throat> train wheel they're not compartmentalized just, like a marvel yeah, show has just, yes like, just let it go yeah and give us what you got that's fair i also want to say that here's something i'm getting tired of with because i'm meeting a lot of people that kind of are enjoying the marvel disney plus shows 
but they're not loving them. Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh, fuck, man, I, I love that shit. Like, the same way I would get with, like, even Ant-Man. You would be like, oh, it was fucking awesome even when he, he he was running in the tub. And, <laughs> like, whatever the case may be. I'm, and I'm getting a lot of, yeah, I liked it. I, you know, I liked it. But, you know, they're probably just setting up. Yeah. I'm getting tired of that. Because, like, I think that everything Marvel has done cinematically has been a setup mm-hmm. and i don't think i felt any way about that like i feel about black widow or like i feel about any of these shows i think we're you also, can set shit up and you can also be a well-written independent thing and it can work in concert like with the you know a lot of the earlier mc mcu films well not even early but like you know again uh winter soldier uh-huh. you can take that movie and watch it by itself yes but you know 100 of a bigger collection 100 percent uh, you know, but now we're we're at an age now where everyone's aware of it now. Yeah. So you see anything MCU, you see anything Marvel, you know. 100%. Now it is you, people look for Easter eggs. Yeah. It's like people are looking for well, what's that leading to? What's that mean? What's that supposed to do? And you know, YouTube doesn't help that because there's there's thirty <laughs> people at yeah. break down twelve eight spoilers, twelve and a half things you never noticed. Well, and I'll be honest and with you, you I watched you notice all of them. It's like. Thanks. Well, I wasted a click. I'll be honest. Like I watched this guy named Screen Crush that does the follow up. He does, you know, he does the the all the Disney shit, and then you know anything else of any consequence. What's his name? Just before we get into the show, is Screen Crush. Do you have a guy? Uh, no. My guy is Mr. Sunday Movies. Okay. So yeah, I feel like everybody does have a guy that they like trust. And well, Brink turned me on to this guy, so to speak. Uh huh. He does, and it's funny because he does a little blockbuster gimmick. Like he's in the break room at. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but you know, yeah, that, it's all speculation. You know, they guess it to everything. But he did, he did predict. He does a pretty good job guessing at what's coming next. Um, there's a show I've talked about a couple times on here. I watch called Good Girls. Um, Thank I, you. I, I, hate, I picked up off of that. Okay, I hate it good. already. Okay. Well, I prefer the opposite. <laughs> it got canceled. <laughs> Oh, man, it got canceled after, bad girls. after season four. Well, it's a little bit of interesting behind the I'm scenes sure. politics. So it's Christina Hendricks, who was the she's uh, the busty redhead from Mad Men. Is probably how you know her. She was the never sec- seen it. Never seen Mad Men. Yeah, we go through this every time. But yeah, I don't know how else you know her, <clears throat> but you know who Christina Hendricks. Yeah. So it's got her and uh, Retta, who was on Parks and Rec, which is very similar to the American Office. Yeah, very long, very long. I'm uh, sure, sure, sure. And, uh, and, and probably quite good. And Mae Whitman, who was in Arrested Development, probably most famously. She was uh, uh, Michael's um, girlfriend. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and they, you know, long story short, they end up getting involved in crime, end up counterfeiting, end up owning a strip club in the last season, uh, end up blackmailing guys at stripper parties to buy bootleg purses for their wives. It It gets pretty good. Well... Apparently, NBC, who was showing it, has a deal with Netflix to play it later, mm-hmm. and they had talked about doing the last season on Netflix. So all the main cast decided they'd take a pay cut, except for one guy, like the main protagonist, and he wouldn't take the pay cut. Apparently, him and Christina Hendricks had a lot of heat behind the scenes. They were uh, they did not get along, and they had to do like love scenes and. Oh, that, they're like, can you imagine like each other's fin- business? Finger blasting in grandma's. Yeah. Well, you know, like um, in, in that same vein, like I see, I just hit my feet yesterday. Sex in the City is coming back, but uh, without 
but without Samantha. Oh, those teeth are long. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so she's like, not coming back. Like, well, what do you like? And then I saw a picture with four women. It's like a new woman. It's like you can't. Do, you can't. You got to just tell the story of the three and explain why the fourth isn't there. Nobody wants a replacement at this at this stage in the game. You put a replacement, you're destined to fail. We are kind of like the Sex and City girls in many ways. If you think about it, which one would you be, Dante? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was from uh, Bruno when he like went out on that camping trip, and he was like, and then like uh, he was like, he was like, he was like, I ain't like none of them. I'm I'm me. He's like, oh, that's such a Samantha thing to say. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was um, I don't know. I was kind of bummed about that. They the way they ended it though. Did, did you watch? Yeah, I, it actually works. You work for me now, kind of thing. It works, but it, it's still you know there's more meat on the bone. Yeah, and it's like well, and honestly, I thought. Like the way that the episode unplayed, like she's having that, the dream about them going to, uh, was it Phoenix they were trying to go uh, to or wherever? In the Institute. Vegas or uh, yeah. Nevada. Nevada. They were moved, they were trying to get in Whip Pro and, and yeah, it got super. But she had that dream and I'm like, because they don't obviously tell you that's what's happening. It's just kind of a flash forward thing. And then you're like, oh shit, it was a dream. I'm like, man, that would have been a perfect yeah, way. Yeah, they could have just dropped it on To wrap that. it up. Honestly, I mean, I know it's kind of shitty. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of just like look. That's the guy. he's the problem. He's mm-hmm. the only problem. Just write him out. Like and I, and I can't remember what happened towards the end with him, but I know his brother. Yeah, it was his brother cousin. Is, yeah, like basically have it written in where he took care of it, but mm-hmm. now he's the bigger problem. Right, and just finish that last season. Get like you're done. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to do that apparently. Yeah, cocksuckers. Yeah, like I was invested. Yeah. Um. It was Copy Bobby week, so I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary while I was working on a project. Wow. Crazy, right? Takes you back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. um, I was telling telling my wife that I watched that, and she's like, I begged my mom to go that. And I said, I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah. Uh, Pretty pretty tragic. And, And like those, I mean, like Limp Bizkit, that was ridiculous. And then them playing fucking red hot chili peppers <laughs> you know the whole goddamn place is on fire because yeah. of the candles from the guy go- oh my god from them like trying to something to do with columbine and yeah. it was such it was a perfect recipe for disaster what i love the most was <clears throat> the guy that owned owns the woodstock whatever it was like it's all kurt loader's fault <laughs> he wants to be a real journalist and this is the closest he could get yeah like, what I'm- happened to kurt loader yeah, or Tabitha Soren. Actually, I looked up Tabitha Soren on Instagram one day, mm-hmm. like, uh, and like I think she's got kids. And you good know. for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for her. You know, it's uh, funny that whole like Carson Daly is like the only person I know made from, it out. But, yeah, well, he works for NBC <clears throat> now. So. You remember that one guy that was like a weirdo, Jesse man, yeah, Jesse yeah. and the kids man. Yeah. He yeah. won. When MTV was like, here you can vote for. Yep. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that was. And then the guy, him. the guy who oh, came in second, who's Dave something. Yeah. But he ended up being around forever, and that Jesse guy—I don't even know if, if he's—he he didn't work. He was. Everybody he was thought he was. The, yeah, he didn't work. It's probably all done. I think maybe. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe um, uh, uh, Russell Brand's character in. Uh, um, yeah, get him to the Greek. Or, or, Sarah, or Sarah Marshall, Marshall is actually yeah. based on that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I watched that recently. By the way, uh, yeah. Sarah Marshall—such a good movie. It is, dude, and it's a, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't get the props like when people start talking about movies from that era and they're like super bad. Uh, forty-year old version, knocked up, you know, and they don't mention that one, and that one was just as good. I, I think that came out though at a, with, there was a something else that because I was just looking at that year, something came out 
that just kind of overshadowed. overshadowed I think it. I went and saw that in the theater. Like I was excited to see that because that shit was funny, man. It was great. It's just incredibly good. Um, what was I going to say about uh, the Woodstock '99 shit? Oh, the yeah, but I I think that like um, you know, I think that if that's on HBO Max, by the way, if anybody wants to watch, it. yeah. Uh, I think that if if the temperature, mm-hmm. the, the literal temperature, were different, and the fucking amenities were responsible both in pricing and in accessibility yeah it doesn't go that way no it doesn't i mean it's simple as you have to have somebody come like probably you probably have to have a honey truck there constantly pumping those porta potties you have to make sure that people are somewhat comfortable that they can get food and drink and that they have a place to take a shit Mm -hmm. you have to that's yeah that's key like all that as silly as it may sound like no that's key for us because like you got to piss or shit I mean, right. eventually you're going to get people just like, look, I got to do this shit. I, I'm it's got to happen. Then other people are going to. It's got to it, happen. It's gonna. It's a, a snowball effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a shitball effect. Shitball effect. Um, it's a real shitstorm. Uh, real shit not show. To, not to uh, <laughs> interrupt your ner- ner- Hey, that's just what we do here. Yeah, I, I, know. Yeah. I just want to be polite. Yeah, we all do. Um in my nerd, um, <laughs> dude, it's so weird. You can't. You're like dodging See, the mic. You I, hate it. Hey, you hate here, that fucking mic. Here, yeah, here, yeah. this is good. It's perfect. I love you. <laughs> Don't tell um, me. Tell him. <laughs> I watched. Um, you might be familiar with this. You might remember it, but back in 2005, there was a big brawl in the NBA. Okay. Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers. Malice at the Palace. Yes. Watch. Were that. you there? I wish. <laughs> what was it Actually, called? no, Mal- I, I'm glad I wasn't. Malice you, at the Palace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a fist fight in the crowd between yeah. the players and the fans. Yeah. Nice. It, it, it was fucking bananas. But they Netflix just uh, released a documentary on that. And, you know, kind of a, you get to down. see all the other kind of angles of it. And when this all went down... The NBA basically scapegoated Ron Artest, mm-hmm. Stephen Jackson. Yep, they uh, were made out to be Jermaine, there. Yeah, they 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 were the villains in this. But when you start really watching this and then looking at all the angles, you see, all right, a little scuffle ended up happening on the court, and the players, you know, the players they get into it, but. Like like they're saying, they're all friends. You yeah, know, it's mostly just like playground yeah. bullshit yeah, between like, friends. Like Reggie was like, nobody wants to like you know wants to fight, and if somebody throws a punch. It's on some real disrespectful shit. You did something you should not have done. Yeah. So, you know, they're all kind of pushing, shoving. Ron Artest, who was kind of the catalyst, as it was made to be, mm-hmm. to all of this, goes and lays on the scorer's table. And he's trying to get uninvolved. Uh-huh. Even though he, he threw the hard foul to kind of start all of the scuff on the court. Uh-huh. Now, <clears throat> with the game, Detroit was getting their asses whipped. The main fi- like the the uh, like Like they did around that time. Nah, they they were defending champs at that point, and they were. Nah, they were scrubs. Nah, nah. I'm just fucking <laughs> they, with you, man. They, they I'm just put fucking that beating with you, on man. the Lakers the year before. <laughs> just fucking with you, man. One, um, but but no, nah, they're bums now. They got the number one pick. Still gonna be bums. Must be something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a hot. I think it's a high iron content. <laughs> but uh, basically, like the season ticket holders, they're leaving. They're like this game's over. So the people up in the stands, higher up, start coming down. They're boozed up, and as the scuffle starts to happen on court, Ron Artest removes himself. He's laying on the side. A fan chucks a beer. And the way that he threw it, though, and it hit him directly <laughs> in the chest. I, I'm fascinated by that. Right, uh, right, I don't right. know, like, why didn't the Lions sign this dude as a quarterback? We probably would have won some more games. <laughs> but It was a beer in a cup? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and did most of it stay in the cup? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you must have like thrown it. Like this. No, yes. no, so it's weird because they show how it was thrown. It's almost kind of like he flung it up underhand. It looked like that. And oh, he's just, probably really good at skee ball. Probably, probably yeah. from Jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that relation, but I laugh at it um, anyways. Kevin Smith. They, they, oh, okay. uh, was it Chase and Amy or one yeah, of those yeah. fucking movies? They always go play skee ball. But, finger cuffs, got you. Yeah. <laughs> that too mm-hmm. but basically he gets hit he runs to the crowd starts swinging on fans and then, did he swing on the dude who threw it or no, just random no. he hit people? a dude who was jumping up like like cheering he just ran up stuck that dude in the face steven jackson sees him getting attacked so he runs up into the crowd uh you know they started kind of getting it simmered down and there's a detroit fan he runs out on the court and this is kind of the big thing that espn kept playing mm-hmm. besides the cup throw is this dude steps up on the court right in front of Ron Artest with his hands ready to go. And Ron Artest, again, was trying to remove himself from the situation. Dude got in his face, so Ron hit him. Jermaine O'Neal comes running in, sticks another fan because, again, they're, they're all friends. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but at the end of it all, all the players got, by the league, they all got you know 30-game, 25-game yeah, season suspensions, suspensions um, all of this stuff. And the Oakland County police did, did the right thing. They, they start pinpointing everyone involved, throwing chairs, hitting people in the face, you know, running out on the court. And the one fan who ran out on the court and got hit, he even said in an interview right afterward, you know, Oh, I'm so hurt. You know, we might have to take legal action, which you know, like you ran up on him. So, right. and, and the police, they were like, basically he was defending himself. Right. You're, you're getting nothing, buddy. And then he was like, well, you know, they shouldn't treat a, a season ticket holder or a loyal Detroit fan this way. That it was like, dude, what do you think they're going to do? You, you ran up right, right, right. on a player. Exactly. Got your ass beat. But basically from that point, uh, the dude got suspended for the season, Ron Artest. He went to play with the Lakers the next year. Meta World Peace. Uh, I'm sorry, Meta World Peace. That's still his name. I don't know if Chad Johnson is still Chad Ochocinco, but, you know. How did and how do we get here? Um, he was talking about the Woodstock documentary. And it oh, 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 okay. Me, it reminded me of um, <laughs> of this other shit. Just kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm start, gonna watch that. We start seeing yeah, the things that come too. together, but it's it's just interesting when you see a documentary like that mm-hmm. that starts. You know, when you see it in real time and you're fed one thing by the media, and then when you get the documentary years later, and now because it's like you everything get the real story. is so much more complicated. Yeah, it yeah. is everything. Everything. You know, and and it's it's these fucking lazy ass and I, I, now I'm on my fifth column shit but like hearing them break down because that's pretty much I, I always try to promote this podcast just because I think it's great but that's really their thing is they break down irresponsible journalists mm-hmm. and like when they take articles and then they break down like all of this nuance as to why this this these journalists take these lazy ass ways out to get big headlines to get big clicks that don't tell the fucking objective truth um, and then this was in what 2005 when that happened. I mean, and the world was kind of already going in that direction anyway. Right. But <clears throat> I think this was the first time, at least to my mind, you know, to something that was relevant to me, where you really got to see that point of, you know, you're getting a story from the media, and then years later you get the real story. And one last thing um, on Ron Artest, you know, leaving and going to play eventually for the Lakers and winning the title. He was the only one on the team who that this was his first title. So they pull him to the side and, you know, ask him, like, you're the only one who's this your first title. You know, how does that feel? Indiana, all those players were pissed at him. 
because he asked for a trade. Mm-hmm. He got sent over to the Lakers. And the one thing that he said that it, it changed kind of my perspective on was he was like, look, I should have won this title. Mm-hmm. And he listed everyone from the organization in Indiana. He was like, you know, and I, I'm sorry for what I did to these dudes. I'm sorry that I yeah. ran out on them. And I was like, damn, dude. Like, we, we had this story painted of this dude all these years that he was a loose <clears throat> cannon. He was a basket case. Right. He's the villain. And he would have been the, the uh, I don't know if you know, the, the Dennis Rodman of the, the 2000. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, yep. gotcha. That's kind of how he was portrayed as this batshit crazy yeah. guy. And, and, you know. It wasn't case. But, yeah, check that out. It, it, it's It starts off a little weird because they start talking about, like, the history before all of that get there. Like, what led Ron Artest here? What yeah, led yeah, Reggie? Yeah. You know, where did they all start? I mean, those yeah. those teams are in the same conference and they play each other, what, six times a year? Yeah. So, I mean, the fans, whether the guys in the court are all friends, the fans learn, like, fucking hate Indiana. Yeah, that, that tribalism. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh, That's oh, what it is. I, like, Detroit's my team. It's like, yo, those dudes got drafted. This wasn't their choice. Mm-hmm. Like, and some of them only went there because, oh, I got a big contract. I'm not choosing. No, no one's choosing to fucking go to Detroit. And some of like, them's like, oh, I can get a minimum contract. Okay, I'm 10 years in. That's a million dollars a year. I'll sit on the bench yeah. and help in practice. So, so uh, continue, continue on with uh, Nerdweeks while we're uh, yeah. rain, rain it back in just a little rain bit. Rain it back in. Uh, we opened uh, CrashBoxCustoms.com back up this week. So we have a new piece available on there. And we also still have our complex set and the, uh, the majority of our Mythic Pieces stuff. Um, I did have to discontinue one of the floors because I can't get the materials to make it right <clears throat> now. Hate so uh, if anybody's looking for the Fortitude floor, uh, you know why it's the Fortitude floor? Because it, it. it's got grit. <laughs> it does <laughs> i like it put a lot of thought into these names yeah. uh so yeah we're back up and running uh, uh got a couple more things i'm working on can't really talk about but a couple more things hopefully we'll have on the website soon uh i haven't watched it yet but somebody asked me about it. i was gonna go ahead and address this there's a show on stars called heels it is about a wrestler here. wrestling family nice. it's got Stephen amell from arrow you may remember bobby the quintessential dc television series never watched it um i actually watched I watched like the first four or five seasons. I can't handle that CW shit, man. I just it's I try. I watched the first episode. So much brooding. I know. I know. Everybody's and angst. So. A lot of angst. Yeah. It took me eight episodes <clears throat> to figure that out. I think by the time I stopped watching it, that uh, Arrow had become the mayor. Of I watched whatever city they're in. The first season of Flash, and I was like, never yeah. again. Uh, KFC actually was in the chat for ETR this week because a lot of acronyms and yeah. was asking me about it and. Um, I didn't get a chance to answer, but I plan on watching it. I've got to, I guess, figure out how to get stars. I mean, I'm sure I can just pay right. some amount of money to some service, no doubt, and I can, I can watch it. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I have been watching, obviously, just a shit ton of wrestling. We are in a wrestling renaissance. I love to hear. We it. are. I mean, it, it, this is the most exciting wrestling has been since. You weren't happy for my Brooklyn Renaissance, but I'll be here for your, okay. for your wrestling. Renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um. There's just so much good shit happening. I mean, it's like every week, it's just great shit. And, and I'm, I listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts, and it's, you know, my favorite one is Arn Anderson going back through, like, they're going, like, month by month of his career, like, in Jim Crockett and WCW getting formed. It's just, you know, to hear the way these guys had to fucking live their lives, and they're driving, you know, 18 hours to go to this show, and then 18 hours back, and... It's, it's it's just crazy to think, you know, back then, you know, we didn't have any fucking GPS. Right. Yeah, you're going to turn over here and this, this, and this, at that building. Um, so I've been listening to, to a ton of that uh, stuff. Um, and then I watched What If last week. 
So I figured that would be a great segue. I saw that. I saw that as well. I I enjoyed it. I I thought it was really good. I thought the animation was amazing, fucking phenomenal. I did too. Um, This has been my favorite Marvel thing so far. I'm pretty happy with it. I honestly didn't even. Mason said, "Hey, you want to watch What If?" I'm like, "Did it come out?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even realize it. Um, There's some things in it that's like, eh, I don't know. Um, Of course, the the my favorite thing was the. I don't know. I'm sure it's a porno thing where this big girl's holding this little girl up against the wall, <laughs> and they've changed it where it's her holding Steve up yeah. against the wall. Well, I'll tell you. Um, here's I, I liked I liked it in general. Mm-hmm. I do think maybe it was five minutes, ten minutes too long. Like I, I think it could have been a little bit more concise. But but I, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, I'll tell you what I what I liked most is that like I love. I love the character of Steve Rogers, and and I love his depiction in the Marvel universe, cinematically specifically. Mm-hmm. I love that no matter what happened on that day, where he was going to get the Super Soldier Serum, no matter if he got it or he didn't, he was going to be a fucking hero somehow. Yeah, it's just in his nature; he can't help himself. And like the fact that he became like the first Iron Man mm-hmm. is just—I was so- just like. I, I enjoyed that as well. I was talking to Marilyn Phil about that, and he was he was like he hadn't seen it yet. But uh-huh. when I explained that to him, I guess because he he's like, no, it should have been Howard in the suit. See, I it, totally disagree. It, yeah. I totally disagree. Yeah. It's not in his nature. It's so not he, in his nature. He, I mean, he made the comment. It was like, nope, I'm a button pusher. Because so it was like, yeah. get in there. Howard's like, no, I'm a button pusher. Yeah. I have a question about Howard. Did either of you guys watch the Peggy <clears throat> Carter TV series? I did not. I did not. I just okay, because Howard was like so involved in this. I I, I haven't seen that show. Maybe one of the listeners can can tell us. Um, I, it was Howard Stark in there because he he seemed to be an important part of. Yeah, I don't know, know. He's like, in. Take him into action and stuff. He's in Captain America. I right, think. but he's it's uh, almost just like a oh, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't go very deep. Um, but yeah, I like you. I and, and like. Uh, I like you too, Bobby. <laughs> just, just as a friend, though. <laughs> um, but, but like, I think that even though like cartoons are not really my thing, like the fact that this was an interesting looking cartoon, it didn't quite look like anything I'd mm-hmm. ever seen before. Drew me in because I found it visually interesting. Drew. Oh God, <laughs> damn it. Um, and uh, and and I think it, I think it was well written. And I think it did interesting things with the characters, and it it wasn't the same. Like it got a little bit like I didn't need the big Hydra monster. Like that that's when I started to check out a little bit. Like the mm-hmm. like like I I liked more of the stuff, the relationship, and like the what if element of what happens with uh, Carter and Rogers mm-hmm. and Stark. Like uh, that's what is fascinating to me is how like you can you can put different washes. Exactly. On these characters, but you still see who that character is underneath that wash. He always or she always remains the same. And that's was just I thought it was really well done. Yeah. No no issues nor complaints with, no. with that Marvel series so far. What'd you think about the very end for coming through the portal and um um Fury being there? Um Fine. I, I like I, I like it is one of those things like it leaves so here. All right. Spit it out, Bobby. Yeah. So the whole Marvel fanboy argument of it's building up to something, mm-hmm. like there's something that I'm cool with. It's building up to something, but if it doesn't happen, cool. What I got 
was good as oh, that was, is. That was what I was getting to. Are you are you okay with these being compartmentalized 100%, to their own 100%. Thing? I, I'm as, okay with it, too. Like just like the comic like, always yeah, was. Yeah, just a little. Do I, yeah, I don't need to see a Spider-Man <laughs> Punisher in the real universe. Yeah. And they were saying that, you know, this is tied to the MCU. Mm-hmm. I, I, in the sense of where it's come from after Loki and then, you know, the multiverse forming, I hope it just stays here. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. need to go any further. There's no reason to, yeah. especially with, with the Peggy Carter thing. Yeah. There, there's no reason to nope. move it any further nope. than where it's at. Just keep nope. it. It was like, it was like, look, this thing can kind of continue. And it's how I view Star Wars after episode eight. It can kind of continue in your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you can kind of put a pin in it right there. You can, on, like, you can go on Tumblr and post your fan fiction dude, about it. Starscream and Megatron getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> So let me uh, continue, or begin, my, my Nerd Week, rather. Um, first of all, this is coming out Thursday, which would have been a day after my uh, Flame Toys Star Saber, uh, Victory Saber, pardon me, review. Um, so to the Patreon listeners who are getting this on Wednesday morning, watch the review first. I'm telling you right now, before you continue this, to watch the review first for spoilers. <clears throat> $400. Mm-hmm. For Star Saber. Okay. $400 for Victory Leo. $800 okay. for Victory Saber. It's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit combined? It's a piece of shit combined, and Victory Leo is a piece of shit. How disappointing. I can't imagine. Did you buy it? Negative. Okay. I can't imagine what it feels like to have made that investment and get that return. Is this a common. I mean, not I, so I don't know. Not to knock you, Bobby, but there is a time oh, or two where you don't like things that everybody else like. universally loves. At first, at first, because there's rarely something that I don't like, and then a year later, everybody still loves. But um, let me try to show you uh, this meme because I think it says it all. Yeah. So it is Star Saber, or Victory Saber, with all of his accruciment mm-hmm. added on top, set and left to his own devices, and that's what it turns into. His hips fail from the weight of his backpack, which goes out about half of his height hmm. off of his back. The hips aren't ratcheted, so there's only left to tension, and the tension can't overcome the weight, and it just... Boom. The only way to get it in a pose, which is possible, like there, mm-hmm. is to kind of angle the hips. Oh, I'm sorry, Dante, I didn't even show you. Rude of me. Is to kind of angle the hips so that they're going down at almost a 45 degree angle into the floor in front of him so that it'll kind of rest on the strength of his knees, so to speak, to hold him up. Hmm. Um, but this this picture is him flopped over backwards, holding his sword still, and the sword is pointing up to the sky and pointing to a lettering that says eight hundred dollars. Um, it's just they got to get a grip. They can't afford these types of failures at their price point, right? Like X Transbots lock the cup, mm-hmm. which has its fair share of issues. At one hundred and fifty dollars, it's like. Yeah, it's yeah, it's less than optimal. And huge errors made here, here, here and here. But at $150, I can still get it to look good and and you know and just ah, better luck next time and you know, I wish it was more of what I wanted it to be. Right. There's no happiness here. And 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 we're not talking about $150. 
We're talking about $800. Right. Now, forgive me here. We're talking about a pair of Balenciaga shoes. God damn it. <laughs> You're getting almost any Yeezys you want for $800. What, boost or not. What, um, remind me, what did you think of the Star Saber by itself? Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. Victory Leo is where you start to see it falling apart. So, you know the meme that's like, you know, some of you kids never got punched in your mouth and it shows. Mm-hmm. Some of you companies never did a transforming figure and it shows. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the fact, the, 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 the insult to injury here, and perhaps the saving grace, is that Flames Toys has made their lane in IDW. Mm-hmm. And Star Saber is a really interesting character in IDW. He's like a he's like a religious zealot. Okay. Um, if you were like a big IDW fan, and you were like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get the Star Saber because he's fucking cool as shit in the books. They make cool as shit figures. I would get the Star Saber. I don't need the other thing. He's not really in the books." And uh, that was my other question. Yeah. Is that then if you just made those decisions, you win. Because okay. Star Saber's fucking awesome. He's awesome in the books. It's an awesome representation of him. There'll never be a better one. But if you're like, I'm a huge Victory Leo fan, and there's only been one other option, which is that KFC MP... That attaches to the MP. Correct, Star which Saber. was well done. Um, and, and not for nothing, looking back on it, it's funny, but the KFC is better than the fucking... You know, because the, the, it had arm issues. It couldn't hold its sword mm-hmm. up. It had leg issues. Like... Um, the KFC worked better for that. I, I remember there was all sorts of independent. I did a video on one independent, like three D, mm-hmm. like cutting edge at the yeah, time, back then, making yeah. ratchets for it to try to yep. fix the problems with it. Um, <clears throat> that like, if you're a big fan of that character, which has little to no representation, and you were like, you know what, I love this character. Nobody's doing it. Eight hundred dollars is a lot of money, but I love this character so much. I'm never gonna get something that looks like this. It sucks for you. Yeah. You know, and my heart, my heart breaks for it for those fans. But like, uh, well, the the there's a, the this guy, like, you know, he he loved that character, and you know, if he was in on this, you know, that person, that mm-hmm. archetype of yeah. human being, you know, it's it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's like, and there's uh, what do you do? Like, you, you got to glue it. Like, you got to glue the legs. Like, it's it, there's it's you can't overcome it. You didn't, it's a you didn't buy it, did you? No, 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 okay. no, no. Robert did. I mean, and Robert's like Robert. You know, he's got he's got more money in the sense we all know this. But at the same time, he's also like, man, fuck this company now. Like, yeah. uh, like they have such a great kind of trajectory. Mm-hmm. But uh, how many failures at that price point do you a lot? Which is an interesting conversation piece, right? Because if you if you get a twenty dollar Marvel Legend and like the eyes are wonky, it's like motherfucker. Those sons of bitches got me. Right. If you buy a hundred dollar Transformer and it doesn't quite work right, you're like. Damn, God, why couldn't they? Uh, they better be careful. If you buy a two hundred and fifty dollars star screen that won't stand up, I'm the only one at first. Actually, um, that that <clears throat> I got something interesting to to read about that too. That um, will stand up and say something and, and be upset about it. But at four hundred dollars, and then the idea or concept of eight hundred dollars, how much failure do you a lot? Yeah. What's the forgiving? What's reasonable? Not eight hundred dollars. Not eight hundred dollars. Not for me. I, like it's kind of a unfortunately in that spot. Regardless of all of the great, sh- I'm trying to be PC with this. Um, uh, okay, Benny the Bridge Builder built a thousand bridges, and he licked one dirty asshole, and now he's Benny the Dirty Asshole Licker. Exactly. You know, and I think it might be. You know, a situation. Thanks like that. for making that as PC as you could, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it used to not 
He used to do something else. <laughs> um, I did want to read if I could find. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find because I sent it to Robert, and you know how uh, how Robert can be with the amount of kind of nonsensical shit that he sends. But um, I just wanted to talk about the kind of not that I want to stay here because I don't, but the uh, the Star Scream um, Takara shit. I got my favorite YouTube comment regarding it recently. Somebody was like, just bought this figure, and yeah, it doesn't stand right, and yeah, the ankles are weak, and yeah, the thighs don't support the weight, and yeah, the knees don't push properly into the proper space to be the knees, and yeah, the transformation can be a bear, and yeah, these flaps on the back of his wings don't sit right, and yeah, the head is a little too big, but other than that, it's fucking perfect. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. What? Oh, boy. Like, you know, like, but uh, I can't, I can't, I can't put my finger on the. To on each the, his own. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Staying in this Transformers pocket just yeah. for a touch. Uh, your boy Keith has been uh, busy. Uh, he has. He got some good looking stuff if it comes to fruition. And very moderately priced. Like that Perceptor? Holy mackerel. Very moderately priced. And especially if you look at it tactically, right? So here's here's the here's and I'm I'm going to say this too. This is heavy rumor. The company X Transbots that makes third party transformers. They have said, or the rumor is, is that they their kind of stance in the game is like if they had a slogan like, uh, you know, we're loving it from McDonald's or whatever. It would be, we're happy to be second best. Mm-hmm. Um, behind fans' toys, sure. <clears throat> But when you release something that's competing with fans' toys, I'm not sure if that's true anymore. Yeah, I agree. And what I worry about at this stage stage in the game is how much more of this cannibalistic shit can the masterpiece collector afford anymore with these companies? Well, there's, there's not a lot to buy. So people are want to spend money. They're yeah. probably swapping shit out. Yeah, but I mean, the fans' toys one is also on pre-order. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both... You know, like, they're definitely competing in the same space now. Now, you know, X-Transbots has a finished... Like, the perceptive that they're showing is finished. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a prototype, I would imagine, but it's a finished prototype. It's not a CAD image. It's not a... Uh, not a yeah. You know, so, like, I, I don't know if... Remember when we used to argue about shadows? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, think about that shit, man, how the, how the tables have turned. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think it's impressive. Found the comment. Yeah, head is big. Yeah, the thumbs suck. Yeah, the ankles are weak. Yeah, it sucks the knees don't lock in place. Other than that, I'm good. Cool. Which is which is which is agreed, Chris. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But never call me an apologist ever again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like don't, don't do it. Um so yeah. That's out of the way, and I do think I do think it's interesting that these moves that X Transbots is making. I think the Perceptor's specifically interesting. I also think the prices are fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Everything is like a hundred and fifty or less. Yeah, in a game where everything seems to be going the other direction, and it it's a smart move for them because I think it'll make people that are weary because of their reputation or kind of stepping into that realm, so to speak, would um they're more likely to take a gamble. You know, yeah. and 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 if this quality is up to par, you know they could they could really turn the wave of people that are kind of in their corner. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they've they've 
X-Transbots, KFC, whatever, has, has they've done some really nice stuff over the years. Yeah. But then they've had a lot of things that just seems like, why why did you put this out? You knew it was fucked up, you know? <clears throat> They're definitely not uh, luxurious pieces. <laughs> not luxurious at all. Not man. luxurious at all. Right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> um trying to think what else i did because i didn't do much uh let's see i uh watched bad batch finished it it's over now so brave congratulations (laughs) i'll be honest with you i like congratulations congratulations (laughs) i i thought about putting it on in the background and just blasting through it but Mm -hmm. i'm like uh, i'd rather watch the woodstock it was that of the woodstock i'm like i'm doing you made the right choice (laughs) you made the right choice but i'm just waiting on somebody to put a youtube video out that just like this is all the shit you need to know that happened so that one episode on, screen crush with did you watch it at all Dante? Three episodes. That's understandable. exactly how far I got. Understand. I tried to, at three and a half. I did start four. So remember, I told you the episode with Hera is a good episode. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's good. Okay. Um, and I, I'm gonna. Is it okay if I spoil one? Okay, good. Go for it. I In just want to say that 99, it, 98, 97. This isn't actually. This isn't even the the most recent episode. It's the one before because we didn't talk about it last week. Um. There's a moment that I had an emotional response. Okay. So at one point, the Empire comes in to destroy the clone facility. Oh, boy. They take Lama Sue, I believe, mm-hmm. off to get their cloning, the Imperial cloning project started, and they destroy any evidence or remnants of Kamino. Wow. And these Star Destroyers, well, they're not, they're like the Republic looking Star Destroyers, mm-hmm. but they show up. And they're like, it's like a, you know, Camino, so lightning and thunderstorms and the ocean waves are violent and all these three, you know, imperial looking Star Destroyers show up and it's very dramatic. Music is good. It all hits the right beats. And they take this little moment right after they show up and they just show with the music, it's like in a very quiet place and they just show stills like it's not they're not stills, but the camera's like slightly moving in these like these spaces in Camino that you you know like the back of your hand, like the training facility during Clone Wars where they're they're you know it's almost like American Gladiator, mm-hmm. um, you know the columns with the clone rings around them, the the kind of computer stations where they're like learning how to communicate and stuff. It's showing it's just like quiet, showing these empty places in this facility that you know so well, mm-hmm. and then the Empire just lets loose and sinks the shit to the fucking ground, wow. and, you're, and you're just like. I would be lying if I didn't say that I had a real fucking emotional reaction to it. Um, it like, it hit my feels, you know. And, and I think ultimately a lot of this shit, what I'm chasing is to have these feel moments. Um, and it was it was pretty strong. But that was it. And then it, it, the ending, the last episode, didn't feel shit. <laughs> so. With this ending, or mm-hmm. is this something that's meant to like continue on, like have a second season se- two? Okay, no, it's I, not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's a problem that I find with. I don't have a problem with Disney, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have a problem with Disney purchasing mm-hmm. Marvel and Star Wars because you know you, you pay billions of dollars for this property, and now you've got to force feed content to make billions of dollars back and. The thing is, like, especially with the Star Wars stuff, you know, we we've already got stories, and yes, there's some stuff where it's like, oh, I'm curious about what happened here. Yeah, but you have to be careful because you've already got a history mm-hmm. after here. Yep, and it's like then you give us a show like Bad Batch. Yeah, and it's like okay, 
we, we get some of what happens here, but how much more can you really give us? Yeah. Before it crosses into something else that. And I'll be I'll be honest. I think their main intent with with Bad Batch moving forward to season two is to try to make episode nine feel better mm-hmm. and try to tie Mandalorian in heavier to the lore because. They, oh, you mean like Fast and Furious? Well, no, similar because look, that's more of a story. This oh, is more, okay. But like, um, the 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 thing that they sh- like they show in the cloning facility that there's the um, I forget the names of them, the, the dark dark troopers. Yeah, you know that they they have ranks of dark troopers in there, so that's a little nod to Mandalorian, and you can tell that that that's that's the focus. Yeah, they set up the the cloning facility guys that come out wearing, wearing the cloning outfits, like the guy that was in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, it's it's it's. I'm interested to see how much they play around with that in the future. But this was a really shitty piece of Star Wars media overall, in my opinion. Yeah, that's too bad. But yeah. get to what you were saying about taking that taking that beat, mm-hmm. that I think is so overlooked in mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Even I'll even say in in wrestling, a lot of the time, like there'll just be these little beats that like take the time to let it breathe for a minute. Yeah, slow down. I agree. Just, yeah. I, I always talk about that one scene in episode three where Anakin and Padme are looking at each other from, a, or, you know, technically not, but looking at mm-hmm. and feeling each other's presence from across the city, and it's just the music, and it goes on for like two minutes. And it's that low kind of and, and music, it, yeah. You know, like, and it's just like you need it. Like, mm-hmm. it, you, you know, it, it slows the movie down, but and it's it, great for pacing, man. It lets you it, digest stuff, yeah, and yeah. I think though, like people like us who are into it, who who appreciate that though. We love that, but you know the audience now that they're trying to sell it to, will see something like that and they're like, "Oh God, get this get out to of here!" It, and, yeah. and, and yo, I'll be honest, Star Wars get, comes out today. I'm not sure if Luke goes out and looks at the sunset for 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I'm not sure if that happens today. I, I, I promise you, it won't happen. You know, it's like just it's people fucking... don't have the patience or the appreciation. Yeah, to, to see something like that and just let it marinate for yeah. seconds. Um. Also, uh, you know, I said I kind of went out shopping. It was interesting going to, uh, went to Columbia Mall and uh, Arundel Mills, mm-hmm. uh, both packed to the gills. Um, everybody masked up pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of disheartening to see everything return to that. Um, but, you know, life goes on, I suppose. And then, what else? Oh, so. I have a wine and cheese episode coming out Friday on Patreon where I talk about a a life-changing event in my life uh, where I almost got in some serious legal trouble. I think I've told you this story before. Um, But I tell the whole story and how it changed my life and and everything else. And the person that was directly tied into it, uh, Dot, um, uh, I kind of feel a way about our relationship. Because, you know, we were very close. I feel like I went out on a limb for him. Um, and not that he hadn't gone out on limbs for me prior, but I went out on a pretty fucking treacherous limb. It was like over top of a canyon. About a, about a six to seven year canyon. And um, <laughs> like the fall took about six years. <laughs> um, and after that, our we started separating. Like we started drifting apart. And I always text him on his birthday and stuff, and just like, "Hey, man, I love you," and you know, "Happy birthday." And it even got to a point where he, when I, I would text him on his birthday, his birthday is like two weeks prior to mine, 
And he would text me back saying, like, yeah, and you got one coming up too, man. Happy birthday to you too. Like, just then, like, get it out of the way. Like, wouldn't even, and I was like, damn, like, is this, is this, is this where it's gotten? Um, and I know this sounds petty, uh, but like, you know, like, I, like, I, I, I saw a post of his recently on, on IG and I like clicked on it. And then when I clicked on it, I was like, I tried not to be this guy because I hate this guy. Um, but I clicked on his following button just to see. And he doesn't. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, a dude. Time, just like, gotta let it go, man. Just So I say that to say this. The next day. Did you, did you, did you hit him up and say, like, hey, man, why aren't you following me back? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And I can't, he, he actually. Uh, the next day he wrote he happened to just text me randomly mm -hmm. and was like look I haven't been good to you and wow. I, I love you and I want you to know I love you I think about you all the time and I haven't and I, he was like but all that changes today well and that's great all the, yeah and it was like uh, it, I, it's just weird like in a serendipitous way that like mm -hmm. I need, I need this I, I, it was time for me with him to either shit or get off the pot exactly right and um and that is that is serendipitous. Yeah, weird. And and so we've been talking a little bit and kind of catching up a little bit. And That's oddly good. enough, he lives in Calvert fucking County now, which I was like, are, are you okay down there? Wait, hang on. Uh, where's, Cal I, where's Calvert County? It's on the other side of the water. I just oh. saw something about Calvert County, just kind of some interesting research. I don't know if it, I don't believe it's still that way now, but I was looking at sundown towns <laughs> and it just said Calvert County. Dude, oh, <laughs> Didn't you say a town, just the entire county. Uh, like I remember one time I asked my dad about it and he was like, Duh, yeah, I don't, uh, there's, uh, there's shark teeth there. If you, you know, if you want something to do, but <laughs> shark teeth, <laughs> it's like, they're like known for their like shark teeth on their beaches. Um, but like, uh, but yeah, so, but, but it was just, it was just like, uh, it was nice to hear from him. It was nice to catch up a bit. Um, you know, and, uh, it's interesting cause like he pods now and it's just, it's just interesting how our lives, you know, have, have, the history of it, which I'm going to go into in far more detail. I don't want to do on, on this platform, but um, on on to Patreon on Friday, uh, wine and cheese. The uh, and then I think, I think that's it. Um, well, I'll tell you one other thing, and it's not it's it's a little bit of a flex, but like every now and then, I feel like uh, man, do I still, you know, I'm I'm 40, and getting long in a tooth. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, do I still? Can I still sexually perform at the same intensity as I, you know, as when I was 16, where it was just like, you know, like if 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 you write back to back to back, yeah, you know. And um, anyway, 24 hours. Uh, my wife and I were just in a in a space six times within 24 hours, which was like I was just like I was just like. He's still all right. There you go. He's still hanging in there. But I do worry about the day where it's like, I'm like, I'm just flicking it. <laughs> like, come on. I'm smacking this out of it. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> all right. BlueChew.com. A uh, couple notes. Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, the Pale Moon Knight. Have you seen this? There's uh, images that have surfaced of. I don't think it's a real picture. I could be wrong. It just no. It, it looks like I don't know. I'm gonna go with that's probably real. I don't know. 
I mean, even the picture above the picture, what does it say? Sources are iffy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, look, if that's if that's what's up and it, it's all supposed to be Oscar Oscar Isaacs, isn't it? Yeah, maybe I, maybe they'll make a Hot Toys of it finally. I don't think it looks bad. No, I don't think it looks bad either. But it, I don't know. It just doesn't seem so, like something or, about it, the image. It, it looks like it's off. some CG on it, and they wouldn't have CG on that yet yeah. if they're yeah just maybe. Filming. I don't know. Who am I? And then there's the there's the video that released of him like jumping. It's like, a, but you can't really make out much. But his suit it, to me looked darker in that. Did you see that little video? No, maybe he maybe he has both suits. Maybe he has the black and white and the black. Maybe. Um, I'll try to show this. Uh... Now is Moon Knight wholly owned by Disney or is that a Sony because of Spider Man? No, no, I think that's a that's yeah. a just a Marvel property. Um, but here, real quick, this good song goes for a minute. But the, uh, the suit, man, I'm... that could be that could be Fast Nine or Twelve <laughs> or whatever. The suit just looks darker to me. It may be because it's but it may all because it's CGI silhouetted. or it may be something. Shadow. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, There's, who's to say? But I think if it is real, I think it looks good. And if it's not real, good job. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Good job to somebody. Look at me being so positive. Um, an exclusive turn. Uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, will have a 45 delay between theater and then to streaming platform, or to Disney+. Plus. I think that's fine. Yeah, so here's the thing with that, with me. I don't know if I see that movie in the theater, if I have to wear a mask in a theater. Yeah, I'm the the same way. I don't know if I would even... I don't know if I would see it in the theater anyways, to be honest. I mean, if... Well, I would prefer it come straight to streaming these days, but I would have two years ago. Mm -hmm. But, like, now I'm like, man, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm the same way. You know, and like, like, and I guess nobody wants to have, be uncomfortable. I have, right? but, I have 18 hours of airplane travel next month. Right. I'm gonna have to wear a mask for 18 hours. But you know, I want to see this, but I don't want to see it as much as I would want to see Batman, or mm. you know what I mean. So like, it's like, do I put myself through two hours in a theater wearing a fucking mask? Try like not enjoying myself. Like, what if I want popcorn? I take the mask off to yeah, eat the popcorn. Sure, that's how you. Them, like, switch you on an airplane. They bring you food and drink, and you take it off to do that and put it back. Fucking I went to Popeyes uh, Sunday. Uh-huh. And did you try the nuggets? I have not. I want to. And there's a sign. It's uh, in Columbia off uh, 108, which I didn't know that one exists. Um, Near the pizza. It, it's um, uh, where on 108. 108. Oh, Palace Nine. Over oh no Palace shit. Nine. Okay. At, Apparently, it's been there for three years. Didn't know that. Palace Nine's been going for like 10 years. Yeah. It's like a giant uh, now. Only 10? Somehow. No, 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 no. it's got to be longer. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a GameStop where, where right, it was right, about right. 10 years ago. But it had to sign on there, must wear a mask coming in. Yeah. But when you sit down, because I, I haven't been out. I haven't experienced that. I was, you know, so I look at Phil and I was like, the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. So I walk in, then COVID goes away once I sit down and start eating Yeah, that's stick. exactly what it is. Like, and, and then when we left, you know, again, you got to have the mask on. Didn't even think about it. And it's just. Like, look, yeah. man, either do it or don't. Yeah. I forgot to mention this. Um, uh, Joe had told Bobby and I that there's a, um, uh, I would call it a Warhammer store, but that's not what it is, that was going out of business. Um, yes, in competition, Towson? Yeah, in Towson. Competition Minis was the name of it. Uh, Kelly and I went, the, I think, the day after Joe had gone, um, and it was masks. Luckily, we had our mask with us, but... Right. Um, Spent about <laughs> spent about two hundred fifty bucks in there on paint. Bought a new airbrush and a bunch of airbrush parts. But it was a mask thing, and I'm like, geez, here we go again. Yeah, 
Um, this, this, this next note is called Comic Book Crumbs. Uh, Disney is only paying, this is according to Gizmodo, uh, super reliable news sports, I don't know. Um, Disney is only paying comic creators $5,000 for work it's adapted for billions. Behind each and every one of the Marvel Studios and DC Entertainment comic book adaptations are teams of comic book creators whose ideas laid the groundwork, blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that the creators are getting paid anywhere near what they deserve. It's been largely understood that most big creators at the big two and in mainstream comics are generally work for higher contractors who have no ownership of the intellectual property, obviously. Um, recently, though, more and more comic creators have been speaking publicly about the experience of watching their ideas be capitalized on by some of the largest corporate juggernauts, only for the creators themselves to receive little to none of the financial profit generated by the properties derived from their work. While there have been multiple stories about combo creators getting the cold shoulder both from the comic companies and the film studios they've been connected to, a new report from The Guardian lays out in detail how the situations at Disney and Marvel and Warner Brothers AT&T have been particularly galling. According to The Guardian sources, Marvel's standard approach to compensating writers or artists when their work appears in a Marvel Studios film is a flat 5K. Check along with the invitation to the film premiere. Oh, I mean, 5K check, along with the invitation to the film premiere. Writer Ed Brubaker, who along with artist Steve Epting, colorist Frank D'Armada, and letterer Randy Gentile crafted the Captain America comics run that defined the Winter Soldier, previously spoke fairly openly about how he basically made nothing from the character's jump to the MCU. Um, so that kind of shit, like, it's typical big two comic book industry shit of fucking the creators. Um, I mean, on the other side of that, like, well, hang on. Uh, Image Comics. That's mm-hmm. why Image Comics exists. Exactly. I bet you Robert Kirkman's made a little bit of money over 100%. 100%. there. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But it just goes to show that nothing. Huh? Isn't he the president? Or I don't know where he, he lies. He's high now. up. He's not only an artist. He's the player president. <laughs> but like I, 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 but it just goes to show that nothing has changed. You know, like it's still the same shitty fucking business practices. I, 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 truthfully, I think that's why independent comics became such a big deal. I mean, I, yeah, obviously the image thing, but even like if you're any of those guys who did that stuff and now you're like, fuck, I can go take my creativity, you know, and think about like, fuck the boys. I mean, that's right. become a I'm hit. Gonna, I'm not going to do that, but yeah. <laughs> Good call. Won't stop Mike. Maybe. But hey, Maybe. that's what you're into. No, no, no. But only because that's not what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I just think it's like, you know, it's just... A bummer, especially for stuff like Winter Soldier, stuff that's like clearly from a fucking, you know, you know, I I think you can say, you know, you can take Long Halloween and look at The Dark Knight mm-hmm. and, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, like there's a lot of ones where it's like, man, this, this shit in this form doesn't exist without this book. I mean, did Frank Miller get anything off of just, uh, Batman vs Superman? I was just going to say it. Because that's very clearly his story. I was just going to say it. Or a lot of elements of his story. Oh, so, speaking of fuck the boys, the next note is buy, Robin, buy. Great transition. <laughs> Perfect, actually. So, <laughs> what do you think of this? I don't care. Me neither. I don't care. If he wants to marry a stop sign and identify uh, yeah. as a mailbox, I don't care. I don't care either. I don't think it's going to be a big part of the story. I hate that it's a pub a publicity thing on both sides. They're using it as like, look at how brave DC is versus look what they're doing to fucking Robin now. But what I have noticed, and like, I don't know if this is PC. I know we've been kind of treading the line a little bit this episode. No, I don't mean anything by it. But what's been funny to me is like looking at a lot of the comments on social media and people saying, nah, he's just gay. Because it's Robin and like the whole, you know, like yeah, the outfit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is—is is this Night? Is it Nightwing or no? It's Tim Drake. Who Robin is, Three? Right, but who is he now? 
Red Robin. Red Robin. Yum. Did that mean something new now, doesn't it? Red Robin. When I saw the article, uh-huh. like Sarah sent me the article, and I was like, I text back, I was like, that's not a fucking shock at all. I, yeah, mean, well, I kind see, of already felt like so, that was the one. So that, exactly. If you were going to pick one, yeah, he would be him. the one that, like, if, if they did it with Grayson, I would be like, man, what the fuck? All he yeah, does is yeah. chase tail. Like, and like, you know what I mean? And like, I, I would, I would be like, I would be, it would be off putting, but Tim is like kind of a, like, he's an introvert. He's, yeah, you know, he's he, not he, really out in the scene anyway. It kind of seems like if something came his way, you know. Yeah, he well, was I, like, oh. When I first saw the the headline, mm-hmm. you know, it does it says Robin, you know, mm-hmm. spy or whatever. And I was like in my mind I was like is that I figured it was Damien to be honest that as a Damien And that doesn't make a whole a, lot of sense to me either. Just Well, as he I mean, he's a younger person and yep. if they aged yep. him out, right. that would the way the world is. Yeah. But I remember thinking, like, uh, or, or watching an interview with uh, Levitz, I think is his last name, the guy that used to be, he was like the chief editor of DC in like the late 80s, early 90s. And um, and he said that he walked into, uh, this is during the, the, the death of Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a big thing. It's all in the newspapers. DC kills Robin, you know, and all this stuff. And he said, I walked into a coffee shop. I had a Batman pin on my lapel. And somebody was like, you Batman fan? And he was like, yeah, you know, I work for DC. I'm the chief editor, blah, blah, blah. And, and the guy was like, hey, this is the motherfucker that killed Robin. Wow. You, you know, and, he, and he's like, he's like, what's interesting is like, you, everybody in that coffee shop was pissed at me. But when they think of Robin, they think they're thinking Dick Grayson. They yeah. have no idea because they're not fans fans. They have no idea that Dick Grayson has gone off and done his own thing. This is yeah. a whole new Robin that most people seemingly don't really care for. And I'm just trying to do the world a favor. And right. Like, you know, like, they voted him out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, there's a, a there's a great bit. Uh, uh, have you ever? You probably haven't. It's a it's Emperor Joker. It's a Superman book. Never. So in that book, uh, this is every now and then we get like, hey, could you recommend some books? Um, and Emperor Joker is a great book. It's sitting right there. Yep. Um, the, basically, Joker gets the powers of uh, Mixiplex. I've heard about this, and I'm going to take it home and read it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's goofy. It's goofy. It's not a great, but it's funny. And um, at one point, Joker, because he's he has basically the powers of a god now. I mean, I think this photo of him wearing the honk if you love dolphins t-shirt and a crown <laughs> sets the tone. Um, he he has. There's one scene in there where he's got like all these dead people like that like he's killed or that have been associated with him around and one of them is jason todd and jason todd's like wearing a sign on a chain that says why didn't you vote for me (laughs) that's funny (laughs) um but yeah uh and then doom patrol 3 uh the 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 teaser has dropped it looks pretty interesting to me i i still need to go back and and give those a different watch because they i was enjoying those i just fell off because i'm trash at watching shows um, and then we move on to questions. And where do we send questions, Bobby? Nerd Rage Radio Mail at gmail.com. And that's <laughs> not not to be confused, just because of some of the conversations today. It's M A I L. Gotcha. Um, at Nerd Rage Radio. Uh, I mean, Nerd Rage Radio, M A I L, Nerd Rage Radio Mail at gmail.com. All right. So, Iman says, What's up, Bobby? And in the bony bunch. Uh, love the He-Man convo from last week. Here's a few more questions. What do you think of all the new Super 7, Ultimate G.I. Joe, and Transformer waves? So let's start there. 
So we've kind of talked about this a bit. I think it's weird that Hasbro has licensed out G.I. Joe to all of these companies, that like mm-hmm. Super 7, Mezco, and their classified line. And, and there's one we haven't talked about, and it's those... Um you know those kind of redo Mego like, figures that are everywhere? Like the Golden Girls and you'll see yes, the Freddy yes, Krueger? Yes, 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 They've got, I'm pretty sure it's them, because I got an email from Hasbro saying, look at these. Huh. And, and they're awful. But to say that, yes, this is very, um, uh, uh, fucking Sentinels doing the model kits of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes and the bikes. Yes, yes, yes. So they're marketing it all across the place. I think it's interesting to see what Mezco does specifically. Mm-hmm. I think that for, um, for Super 7, if you're trying to make a collection, like if you're really, like if you're a G.I. Joe fan, best time to be a G.I. Joe fan in fucking decades. Right. Um, but if if you're a GI Joe collector and you're just trying to have like a, a wave of six inch or a, you know a shelf or two mm-hmm. or six, I think that like you can find characters from the Super Seven that you can make work similar to like making the Juggernaut from Marvel Select work with your Marvel Legends collection. Yeah. So like if you have a you know maybe like like uh, who was that guy Pig Pig Mister Pig or some shit Road Pig Road Pig Yeah <laughs> Mister <laughs> I think he had a cinder block on a stick. Yes, like mm-hmm. you know, you could probably have a, a seven inch scale version of you him that'll fit you right could, in with your dreadnoughts. You could probably do like the, the bats. If you I the bought bats. a bat just in case they are. Yeah, I, I, man, I looked at that hard, but I'm like, this is a two hundred dollars every quarter. Yeah, so I'm not doing all else. of them. I'm not. I'm. But I'm. Picking I'm not doing them picking. all. I'm cherry, I'm cherry picking, and I think that what would be also interesting is seeing what Mezco does, mm-hmm. because once again, I think that that because they have like they they have a G one take in a modern way. So they've they've shown three. So they the Prestro Roadblock, and they oh. shoot, showed a Firefly, just a teaser really. Okay, during their last. But thing. like, if they do a character that it doesn't look like I'm gonna get in classified or something, mm-hmm. or maybe I just prefer the design. Like I think that's a viable option. Sure. I think that that's cool option wise. It's almost like it's almost like what they should have done with third party with Transformers. They should have licensed the shit out. How about that? Yep. Maybe that's them learning from their mistakes. Maybe so. I was surprised to see. I was surprised when I heard the Mezco thing, and then you know Super Seven they teased it. I'm okay. I mean the Transformers from that from from I have no use for the for Super, the, 7, Super 7 Transformers. The scale's weird. Yeah. I mean, they're all scaled. They're all going to be the same kind of height. And, and look, how do you... I mean, and we've talked about this before, but fucking... You're Super 7, and then you see the red line come out. Yeah. Right? And then you're Super 7, and you see the Mezco line of fucking G.I. Joe mm-hmm. come out. Well, so, I mean, they this completely... I mean, I like, the sure. com- I like the comic aesthetic. I like that, you know, Snake Eyes has the, the human hands, like in the, the first couple episodes there. Uh, kind of the purplish costume, but I just I can't do another GI Joe line. I'm yeah. in on two already. You're, oh, you're doing both. I'm doing though. the Mezco. I'm just gonna Mezco. I'm Mezco. I'm kind of I'm cherry picking from all three. I'm approaching it like I approached third party back mm-hmm. in the day. Where if I want the X Transbots this and the I Gear that and the Takara this, that's what I'm yeah. gonna do. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, and then with Takara going all tune mode for the MPs, what are the odds that we get all five Dinobots in that in this in this aesthetic? I, I I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't see it. Get your Giga Power, your fans' toys, yeah, buddy. I don't see it. Um, just because like they seem to be going like their whole thing seems to be pretty much going with fan like f- like big fan favorites, and they only get to a certain point where they reboot again. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're getting our third Starscream, our third Optimus, our third Bumblebee. Or second Bumblebee, um, 
we need a third. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think anything's possible, but they're just not. Takara's not prolific enough. You know, like they they don't their release schedule is it's it's slated. They 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 release so many figures a year in in specific lines. Mm-hmm. So every time that you see a repaint of Optimus Primal, that's taking up one of those slots. It doesn't mean it's a bonus. You're only if they only do I don't know what it is. If they're doing six figures a year, it just means now you're getting five right and, and, then, and then if you see you know another beast wars that now you're down to four and so on and so forth um last one do you have a song that you love that everyone else thinks is terrible it doesn't matter what their argument is you'll always be convinced uh you'll never be convinced it's bad for me it's informer by snow that song has so much nostalgia for me when i was six my mom and i would listen to that and california love by tupac all the time even after reading the lyrics now i still love that song i even joke with my fiance that our first dance will be to it um a licky boom boom down as always love what you guys do we might you know, and you know what's interesting about that song a little hip-hop trivia for you it's produced by mc shan who is one of the Juice Crew members, like old school hip hop, like uh, like you know legend type characters? Uh, he did the Queens, uh, the Bridges, uh, the Bridge was the, the Bridges of Madison County. No, no, but he did the song "The Bridge," which ended up getting him to a beef with KRS One. It's kind of the response. It's kind of what brought KRS One to the limelight with "Bridges Over" and all that. Like he's a very, very like historical figure in, in rap history, and he was also part of this like really odd Canadian reggae record. <laughs> uh, and his. <laughs> He's he is a cousin to one of the bare naked ladies. I don't know which one. Is he? Mm-hmm. They're Canadian, also. Oh, uh, good. Um, I'm trying to think of a song I like that nobody else likes. Um, I see. My thing is, I, th- I there's so many songs that I love that a lot, a lot of people hate. Um, I, okay, I'm gonna put it out there. I like Nickelback. No, and look at so you. many people just despise Nickelback. Look at you! But I like. I'm not saying I, I'm not going to drain the catalog. Yeah, but they have some songs I enjoy. Look at you! I have um, like I, I mean I have tons of like these drill songs that people hate, and um, you know I'm trying to think if there's like anything. But from, like, Bobby, I don't know that that's fair to pick because I'm not saying your music's obscure, mm-hmm. but. I don't think it's well known enough for people to have a strong opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like those noises is different than God. I've heard that song and I can't fucking stand it. Right? Yes, you're, you're right. Because and I think that's two different things. I agree. Because like if of- you strap me to this chair and say we're going to listen to twelve hours of drill from all across the world, I'd probably be going by the end of it. <laughs> My, the, <laughs> whatever noises they make. The, the music, the, the 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 like the rap music that I really enjoy now. The people that make it have less followers than I do. <laughs> As a general rule, well, time to get uh, build the build the booth, build the buddy booth. Um, uh, I'll tell you, like, uh, space. there's a lot of like '80s music that I really love. That like, like I love fucking party all the time by Eddie Murphy. Like, oh yeah, and, yeah. and people, a lot of people hate that record, but like, who, who are those people? I agree, man. I agree. I agree. First night I, I met Bobby, he he did that in karaoke. And it's true. I feel like and I did song, Ice Ice Baby. That's also so. true. I feel like that song is beloved by many. Yeah, I, I, I I've never met a person that doesn't like it. Oh, I, I definitely have. Well, I've definitely like. It's not that they don't like it, but it's like it's so corny. And to it's, them it's that they, I mean, <clears> at, <throat> at this point, it's a pretty obscure song too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, you that. know, like I, I think Man on the Street. Hey, did you know Eddie Murphy recorded an album? What a comedy record? No, like <laughs> songs and shit. <laughs> he had Deion Sanders on one of them. Um, but oh, yeah, wait, that was that was my else. I don't think I really listen to enough mainstream music regularly and and feel passionate about mm-hmm. it. Like I have, I mean, I have a Miley, I have Miley Cyrus records that I like, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not like, I'm not like dying on that hill. I'm just like, yeah, man, I, I fucking dig this song. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like my my playlist is all over the place: country, 
rap, oldies. I mean, it's 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 all over the place. I listen to such a diverse. I mean, my my family thinks my playlist is bananas because it'll be you know Johnny Cash and then fucking three six right behind it. And, yeah, I mean, and know, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm in the same boat. Only thing I I I don't really celebrate is country. But even though I have like four or five country songs that I, I quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, my shit's all over. I like metal. I like industrial. Yep. I like uh, rock. I like alternative a lot. I like R and B a lot. I like hip hop a lot, and I like all pretty much every subgenre of hip hop with few with few exceptions. Um, I had an interesting conversation with Mason. Um, we were driving back from getting material the other day, and he was asking. I, I don't remember what song was on the radio, but we got into a conversation where I was kind of explaining to him <clears throat> like the history of rock music from like hair metal and how nirvana fucked that all up and that you know like three years later grunge was over and we were you know into like the limp biscuit and the shit like that and that came that that led you to like uh lincoln park and that kind of stuff and then Mm -hmm. you know it seemed like right around then like shine down um, you know, Rage Against the Machine, Avenge Sevenfold, Avenge Sevenfold, Corn uh, oh, were super big. I would put Corn in the same Limp Biscuit era. Yeah, yeah, they're right there. But like, um, uh, what's I'm, I'm drawing a blank. There's a ton of bands that came out, uh, and it seemed like rock music for a little while wasn't on the top of the charts. I mean, it wasn't like <clears> a mainstream thing. Like, I I, I love Shine Down. Love that band, but their stuff never like we had a rock station, you know, back home. Where you're from in yeah, Alabama, yeah, in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, sure. <laughs> and that's how I found a lot of music like that. But it wasn't like you weren't wasn't mainstream. Like the pop station wasn't playing it, right, 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 right. It was a rock station playing. Well, like, and if you look at the state of rock music now, I mean, it's dead. It's yeah. dead, dead. And like, I was actually talking to some kids recently. It sounds weird, but it's true. Like, and I'm talking about like middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. And this one kid, he had like a Chili Pepper shirt on. I had no idea who they were. And well, no, he actually did. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, you know, like that same kid that you met in middle school that was like really into Pink Floyd. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and I was like, I was like, what's up with the chili peppers, man? He's like, Oh, dude, I, I love the chili peppers. He was like, he was like, I wish this rap shit would fucking come to an end so I could people start making rock music again. And I it got me thinking. I was like, man, especially like the COVID era and young mm-hmm. kids and you know, forming a band and getting a garage and all that kind of shit, like you do that, or do you just get Fruity Loops and a fucking computer and a microphone and make a rap record and fucking put it on TikTok? You know, like uh, it, it is like an interesting space technologically yeah. in, in terms of the future of music. I think I'm much more better poised to answer that question on the reverse. Mm-hmm. What songs out there that people love and you fucking hate it, and there's nothing about it that will ever make you love it? I, I can't imagine you'd have some of those. Probably. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's see here. Um, next question is from James G. He said, uh, two questions. Uh, first one, the other day I had the local radio on in the car and they were playing 90s techno dance pop hit Runaway by Real McCoy. For years I thought it was booty sex and thought control. Then I thought to myself, there's no damn way that's the lyrics. I've been hearing it wrong for 25 years and it's actually money, sex, and full control. So I've got to ask, what is a song lyric you've gotten wrong and how, for how many years? Oh, um, I got it. I got an easy one. Go for it. Um, um, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Uh-huh. I always thought he was saying "Hold on" as his, his break there, but it's "Oh Lord." Yeah, 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 yeah. And the yeah. only reason I knew that is I on my my music app it was had the lyrics. I'm like, oh fuck, I've had that wrong. And I can think of lots of other things. And I, I'll hear music to this day. I'm like, 
well, fuck. Yeah, he's saying. And I've something. heard this a thousand times, and now. I've... Yeah, I uh, I can tell you for sure. I like, and, and there's plenty of Tool songs because Maynard has this way of like playing with the pauses and breaks in words, where like instead of saying "I'm going to the store," it'll be like "I'm going to the store." Or yeah, like, but it makes sense for the record. But I, I couldn't tell you off top of my head. There's so many though. I wish I, I wish I was better, had a better, better specific memory for this or, or preparation. I'm the same. I'm a sound of Mangusa. <laughs> I'm still no fucking idea what he's saying there. <laughs> that actually, just something came up about that a couple months back, and they're like, you thought he was saying this the whole time, but he was actually saying this. I was yeah. like, I, do you really know what he was really saying? Correct. You, you, you like. And, but what they were saying, it made sense. It was like, it probably isn't what he was saying. You're a vegetable. Is that what he's saying? You're a vegetable? Or you're a vestibule? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's a bunch of those. Uh, any for you, stand up? Nothing specific. I know there's more. I'm going to try to do I more. I know there's a lot that. of them that, you know, over the years, but I can't think of anything off top. Um, he also asked a question. He broke it down, but he, he just broke it down separately. I'll, I'll forward this to you and you guys can read it um, he said for the nerdy question what happened to the dichotomy of Optimus Prime and Megatron and storytelling uh, so I, I, I think I you know he's going from I'll just read it. He says, Optimus from G1 was a man's bot modeled after John Wayne and Peter Cullen's marine brother he was a leader of the ages doesn't fit that anymore blah 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 um and then it says, flip that, Megatron was, has Uncle Dolphin puts in a mustache twirler in the beginning. Um, but now he's kind of like the man to greatness is measured by his enemies, you know, comes up through the ranks of the gladiators and all that. And he stays safe, Power Rangers, he says. Um, just to give a little bit of context for the listeners. And he has a really good breakdown of it. But, like, I think that, like, so if what they did to prime in terms of these cartoons recently mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not crazy about cuz and it's just indecisiveness I, right. know, like it reminds me of my wife you know like you know like where are we going to go to eat <clears throat> where do you want to go to eat anywhere you want uh, how about roadhouse texas roadhouse well it, not there <laughs> um right so like uh but i think that like if you look at prime and idw where he's kind of like this like more of a philosopher and sort of measuring the idea of autonomy and what it means to have freedom and what it means to be able to make your own choices and not be stuck in in a, in a place that society deems is for you. Like, oh, you turn into a construction vehicle, you had to do construction stuff all your life or whatever the case may be. Sure. Um, and then rises to the ranks as like a leader, but still like really would rather bring people together than tear people apart. And eventually you know, removes himself from transformer society because he realizes that he'll always be a symbol of war instead of right. a symbol of peace. Like to me in, in 2021, that's just a more interesting representation of that character. That's still true to who that character is. It's just, it's not as interesting to look at a, a good guy. Who's just, you know, always says his prayers, always eats the right amount of vegetables. All, you know what I mean? Like, to, to, I mean, there's a reason why you know uh, Hulk Hogan changed his gimmick because nobody wanted to hear about vitamin pra- and prayers anymore. Mm-hmm. And he dyed his beard um, or whatever he did to yeah. his face and uh, off to the races. And I think I think what happened to that dichotomy is that story's been told so many times. Let's look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Let's get you know 
yeah. some different some different angles of this story. And I think as you know, we're five years old, six years old watching this show. And the good guy that always does the good thing and the bad guy that always does the bad thing makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But then one day you wake up and you're 40, and now the good guy just being the good guy that does the good things and the bad guy just being the bad guy that does the bad things doesn't make as much sense anymore. Right. So you kind of have to appeal to that audience to be like, well, no, he's he doesn't feel like he's bad. He feels like he's doing the right thing. You know, same with Megatron, like taking him instead of just saying, like, I'm going to take over the everything so I can have the everything because I want everything. It's just less interesting than a guy who comes up He's kind of in this lower class society based on the way that he was born. He tries to fight against it. He rallies people behind him because he has a certain amount of charisma. And then he tries to fight the system and then wants Optimus to be his brother in arms because he knows Optimus feels the same way. Mm -hmm. But now you're stuck in this position where two guys want the same goal, but they have different ends or means in which they they were recognized as being okay to do so. Right. And that's just, it's more complicated. It's more fascinating. It's more interesting. There's more layers to the onion to peel apart. And at 40, you appreciate that. Where at five, you'd be like, why don't they just fight? Right, right, exactly. One thing I always say about these days, just period, with stories is, you know, there's someone doing something that they think is good but from someone else's perspective it's bad nobody thinks they're the villain yeah it's like you know like you know you got megatron saying hey you know he's rising up to the ranks he wants to fight the system to him he's doing the right thing right but to someone else they're like no no no, you can't fight this right like this is what we've always known and then you kind of find out like in that idw which is why it's like my favorite story ever but like you know like megatron isn't the villain any more than optimus is the villains are the are the the kind of upper statesmen that are trying to keep everybody under their thumb it's just that what megatron is willing to do to overthrow it optimus is like look we can't lose track of who we are and what we want this society to be in order to do it because if we do we're no better than them and that's what makes him still true to the spirit of the g1 is so fucking smart but because two robots hold hands fucking a bunch of fanboys get upset yeah fucking makes me fucking furious anyway um but yeah that's that's kind of how i feel about that um, so, uh, question from Maul B. He says, Hey guys, recently started listening to the podcast and it's great. I have a customer service question. I'm a little torn on, on it and wanted an opinion from other hobbyists. I just bought the fans toys insecticon reissue, got all three and enjoy it very much. Except for the fact that bombshell showed up with a bug leg snapped off. I contacted the retailer about it and they essentially replied with, well, that sucks. Um, you can return them if you want, but we aren't going to replace them due to limited stock. I said, thanks for the response and email fans toys. They said, yeah, PayPal is 10 bucks and we'll send you a replacement part. Fucking sweet. Problem solved. But I'm still a little pissed at the retailer for their response and lack of effort. On one hand, I paid damn near 500 bucks for a broken toy. On the other hand, I hate whiny little bitch ass customers and don't want to be one. So am I in the right for thinking they should have tried a little harder or am I overreacting? I mean, honestly... If I'm a retailer in that space, I'm not dealing with parts. I'm going to send you to the vendor. Like, I, I certainly am. Yeah, well, <clears throat> so I think, it, I, I think once again, it's hard but, to... But from a customer service standpoint, yeah, they could have they could have done more. I agree. I also think that, like, um, when, when it... That, that there's, there's more room for nuance, right? And I'm not judging you. I don't know your cir- circumstances. I'll say from, from the email that you read, reading it at face value and responding, I think that the retailer should have done more for you. I'm happy that Fans Toys did as much as they did for you, and I hope that you're happy. I don't think that you're upset about it. I don't think that you're in the wrong for being upset about it, rather. Um, and and the, the other side of that is is we don't know 
how many times a day these big retailers get, oh, my toy's broken, when it's obvious that you're fucking Bobby hands it and it's broken that way. <laughs> or right? somebody else hands it. Well, let's, let's just call him Bobby hands. <laughs> I think it's what, the, it's, what, it's what the internet's saying, Bobby. So, But, but here, here's my other thing to that. A lot of it with me depends on how much business I do with you. Mm-hmm. So I do a fuck ton of business with BBTS. Mm-hmm. I do a fuck ton of business with Sideshow. Right. If they don't take care of me, I feel differently than when, let's say, uh, Hobby Link Japan doesn't take care of me because I don't do a fuck ton of business with them. So like, what I do is if BBTS were to ever tell me, sorry for your luck, um, you know, call me if there's anything I can do for you about something. I can actually do something, you know, sit down, read a book and be happy you know me. I would never do business with them again. Right. I would just, I would cancel every single one of my pre-orders that I could and take all my business somewhere else and I would speak with my wallet. They're not in the wrong either. They don't owe me shit. But I'm also perfectly capable of saying, okay, fair enough. You're not the company I want to spend money with anymore. I wish you the best. It's not personal. On their end or my end, it's business. But I will say, and I don't know what your retailer of choice is here, BBTS has never turned me down for help if I Same. had something broken Same. or whatever. And, and I think I think a lot of that is this, that they have so much fucking stock. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I don't, there's a lot of small, not as many as there used to be, obviously, yep. smaller outfits, and, and one in particular, it may give you a 5% discount if you hold your mouth right. I don't know if that's the one it was or not, but, you know, um, send them a, a, uh, a strongly worded email. Yeah, and let them know that, and, you know, speak like with your wallet. Say, I'm disappointed in the amount of services, you know. Yeah. You have a better relationship with fans toys than I do, and I was able to get this done myself. You can say, uh, I understand that you won't be replacing it due to limited stock. I'm going to be replacing you because I don't have limited options. Mm-hmm. Um, James M., Magaletta. He said he signed it, so I'm going to keep it in there. He says, New York Power Ranger here. <laughs> Some questions that may be kind of morbid. Sorry. What do you want to happen to your collection after you pass? Sold to pay some bills, or would you prefer someone to take care of them, or do you even care? Also, in light of this question, is there one piece that you wish your wife would hold on to? Personally, I think my wife would just get rid of them. Uh, I dread to think of her selling something for $25. It may be worth hundreds. Then he says, Bad Batch was awful. The second to last episode wasn't bad. See, that's the one I told you about. Um, And seemed to be leading to a solid season finale and redeem it a little. But having the last episode solely be based on them doing the Poseidon adventure was... It's exactly... Did I not just say that? Yes. Yeah, fucking... I'm I'm right. We're parking our cars in the same garage. Love to hear it. Love to see it. James M. Um, Uh... So, honestly, we, we have addressed this before, but it's worth addressing every once in a while because you get new listeners and such. I would prefer her sell it all, get top dollar for it, and be as happy as she could be. Um, make sure my kids are squared away, all that kind of stuff. Um, I figured that's what she would always do. Maybe she would keep a, a piece here mm-hmm. or there that kind of meant something to me or her or us. Um, and I always said that until one day I asked her, and she was like, if you could keep the boxes for the expensive things, she said. And then she said, but I'll be honest, I don't think I could sell any of it. And that fucked me up. Because hmm. then now it's become an anchor for her as well because it was this constant reminder of me. That It's like, you know, when in the movies when the kid dies and you still make the bed and shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that type of thing. Um, Sarah and I, well, I don't know that we've discussed, like we kind of loosely discussed mm-hmm. this. Um, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. just... 
in you know before my basement has become what it is i was like look um <clears throat> honestly for me do what you got to do they like, you know i don't you know I, I like what i have right but you know I, I'm, I'm buying marvel legends 20 bucks right target right. so but some of those motherfuckers you know, yeah some of them have go for a couple up, hundred that, now that, that x-men wave mm-hmm. i mean like that, that fucking rhino Goes yeah. for like two hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, the build a figure. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, it's expensive to put together. But I told her I was like, "Look, do what you got to do. Like, I don't particularly want you to cling to anything." Right. But she buys more of these. She's bought more of these <laughs> right. fucking figures over the last two years than I have. Right. Yeah. Like so, and I told her the other day, you know, this is your collection. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curating. Like the the, the these X Men in this case right here. This is what I bought. Right. <laughs> six years ago. Right. They they. Here's what you bought right. the yeah. rest of the time. So do what you want to do. Right. So, yeah. My, my, I mean, I have no doubt that they, they'd sell my, and I want them to, you know. Yeah. It's, unless something, you want something particular, but otherwise, you know. Let it go. You know how to use the internet. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and my family's pretty plugged into the whole scene. Yeah. That's another thing to, to add on to that's, that's worth saying is, is we're kind of fortunate in the sense where we have close friends that all live nearby that, yeah. that know the value of the shit and can sure. help our significant others if, if need be. So um, that's something to consider, James. Uh, Ibuka, he said, not a question, but I just want Joe to know I'm honored to be dubbed an honorary black clansman. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> to keep in touch with our PC thing from last week. Um, uh, Jason M. says, hi, guys. Bobby, I've been listening and watching your videos for a while. I'm also a $10 tier Patreon. <laughs> But I've just recently been listening to Nerd Rage. You guys are great. Very entertaining Aww. to listen to. I've been collecting TF now for about two years, and the best part about it is the community and the relationships that you develop along the way. I've met a great friend and fellow collector when our TF orders got switched from a seller. We reached out to each other to fix the error and found out we had a lot in common, not only in collecting, but other things as well. My question to you is, do you have any good stories of friendships being made through the collecting community? Thanks for your time. Well, where do we begin? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, many, most everybody <laughs> yeah. I talk to on a daily basis, I have met through the toy hobby. I think the, the most kind of interesting one to me, like objectively, like if I, if I wasn't me and I was looking at it from the outside in would be Robert, Uh huh. that a guy paid 200 or whatever, $150 to be a guest appearance on shattered cast. And we hit it off so immediate like if like here's like it's like little things right like little like multiverse Mm -hmm. right robert has a different occupation i never meet robert right you know it's fucking nuts Mm -hmm. you know um i to be honest the way i know you guys Mm -hmm. is lenny i guess so because lenny tied me into decepticon click Mm -hmm. which tied me into what ended up becoming the realm right it's just weird little tidbits. It's like that what if show if one yeah. thing had been different, you know? Dude, Joe, I made a joke on a fucking video. It said, if you come to a fork in the road and the other option is Dundalk, that's the only reason to go to Glen Burnie. And he was like, dude, lived in Maryland since 96. 100% understand that reference. Brilliant. We started talking. Joe lives two doors down from me. It's so fucking strange, this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. How, how little chains of events can fucking do it. Anything, Dante? You got anything on that one? Or? No, I forgot the question. <laughs> um, just that... Uh, 
Have you have you, you made have any good stories of friendships being made through the collecting community? Um, I mean, pretty much every, like Chris, Joe, uh, Marilyn, Phil specifically. It's like you know we've known each other since childhood. So you and I, yeah. But you know, off of that, you know, me and Chris, we we talk wrestling. Uh huh. Right, got right, me right. Marvel Legends. Right. You know that. Like, Sorry. <laughs> you look at my. my you got basement. me into hot toys. You got the fucking good end of the deal. <laughs> Sorry. You, you look at my basement. It's because of Chris. Right. You know, Marilyn Phil is a regular guest on off off, off the, the mats. mats. You know, Joe. You know, you know, we don't talk as much, but it's like when we do connect, uh-huh. it's like seeing a you know a friend that you haven't seen in years, even though it might have been. Three weeks. Right, you know right, who right. I'm going to say? Who? Cody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, you want to... Uh... You know what? I, I do something with Cody that, that, that to entertain myself. If I have a question for Cody, I'll send him a voice message. Uh-huh. Just so, so he'll, he'll send you one so back. So I can listen to him talk. <laughs> he, um, Cody and I, like, I'll, I'll tell you, like... This is just, a just, up- just so everybody knows, Cody is 15 years younger than us, I yeah. think, or so. Um, and is a professional tattoo artist in England. Yes. And I know him through the collector hobby. And big drill fan. Uh, <laughs> unrelated. <laughs> um, but like, Cody was at TFCon at the bar. He was standing next to me, but I like kind of just met him. There was another person completely removed from TFCon, as, as, as far as I know, you know, generally thinking, um, who didn't look a hundred percent well okay cody accidentally bumped into him mm-hmm. and was like oh sorry mate i'm so sorry and then went on about his business and i looked around just to kind of cause, just because of my nature to look around like what is what is the circumstances that required an apology here and what are the what are the probabilities that it could go somewhere else is where my head always goes sure so i looked around my head said oh no probability of that going anywhere he doesn't look well and and um and cody who i hadn't spoken to very much other than an introduction was like Sort of feel like I should go over and give one more apology. Doesn't look like he's got time for many left. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I started laughing so fucking hard. I was like, "Now you went from a guy that I met seemed cool to a guy like, okay, I'm I'm fucking with you now." Like, right. uh, you know, like, um. So yeah, Cody's another one. It's interesting, man. And then our last one, uh, always appropriate when it's from him, uh, from Paul C. What was the first thing you remember winning on eBay? And uh, and it's two part question, so we'll do that one first. What's the first thing you remember winning on eBay? Winning, <clears throat> I remember the first thing I sold on eBay, but I, I'm trying to think. I know mine. It was the Cotabacia one six scale vinyl statue of Darth Maul that's now broken. Like oh my god! I mean, it, it, it's there. It's right there. It still looks great, but it it you don't breathe on it or it'll fall to pieces. And it was built like a piece of shit, but that was the first thing I ever bought, like I ever won off of eBay. I'm trying to remember, like I do buy now because I ain't got time. <laughs> well, back in the day, you didn't have that option. Yeah, well, oh, that's true. I just got into it now in the day. <laughs> now in the day, um, <clears throat> I cannot remember the first thing I bought. The first thing I sold was a pair. I had a pair of '94 uh, retro. Um, Air Jordan 1s that I had bought. Retros first came out. Nobody bought them. Full Locker had stacks of these for $25 a pair. And I bought a pair. Sat on them for years. Probably $200, $300 I sold them on eBay. Wow. Like, you know, $25 shoes. But 
I can't think for the life of me the first thing I bought. Well, his second question was, what was your biggest eBay success story slash win? Like, what was like, you're like, fuck, I stole this. Oh, from yeah. So that's what I know as well. Mm. It was a uh, G.I. Joe 25th anniversary SDCC exclusive Zorana. Oh, like the picture? <laughs> like the picture. And uh, it was going for like 80 to 100 bucks. And I got it for thirty. Nice on a on a bid. Nice. It's just like must have gone under the radar. I don't know what it was. I got it for thirty. I think thirty five shipped. I can't think of anything right off the top. I know my two biggest miss misses. <laughs> um, <laughs> Batman Adventures number thirteen. That's Harley. Yep. Yep. Fifty bucks. And I say, you know what? I'll wait. Yeah. And I waited. It went up to seventy. Yeah. I can still wait. Then it went up to a hundred. Now that's still in my realm of right. you know purchase. Right. Then it went to two hundred, three hundred. Now it's and, gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then um, NYX number three, the first uh, appearance Shoot, of X twenty three. Yep. That, that was uh, seventy five. Much like my Marley. encounter with the uh, Incredible Hulk one eighty one. I saw that for seventy five years ago as a kid and passed on that. But NYX seventy five bucks, and I said, I'm not paying seventy five for this. <clears throat> Came back a month later, unreachable. Mm. So, hate to hear it. Yeah, well, you know, probably for the best because I would have done something stupid. <laughs> like, probably like colored in it like a fucking child. I don't know. I'm cutting this one out. This is my favorite panel. <laughs> like, I'm gonna skeet to this tonight. And put it on the wall. Uh, any stick out to you at all? I can't no. think of it. You know, I mean, I I always I had a, a sniper app for eBay. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you telling you just, me about you just, that. You just I think I. I don't hardly ever bid. I just like you said, buy now or make an offer. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Dante, once again, thank you for coming. Thank you, through. thank no, you, Dante. We appreciate glad, it. Glad to be here. Thank you, uh, guys, for the for the questions. Once again, our Rage Radio Mail at gmail And I think we can wrap up unless you got anything else. Uh, shout out to everybody that's on the cool table. If you listen to this show and you make a podcast, as far as I'm concerned, you're part of the cool table as well. Yes. <laughs> shout out to uh, Dante. Uh, who takes care of our Facebook and has Off the Mats podcast as well as Colompton Social Club mm-hmm. uh, podcast and uh, shout out in and, uh, and does our Facebook I said and shout out to uh, Marilyn Phil who does our Twitter and uh, filters our notes for us and shout Where out to Where I get my Facebook post. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Raul who handles our Instagram. And shout out, of course, to Joe who couldn't make it today. We're all saddened by it, uh, him as well. And he's just he's busy working this month. Uh, so shout out to him and shout out to everybody that helps behind the scenes. And we protect Esteban at all costs, of course. And Dante, you get to send us out of here today. Ooh, wax buttholes, baby. <laughs> Tasty tank. Tight dick player. <laughs>